Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Forget about tomorrow. Time for us to start winning is now. 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 Hey, they don't like us, we don't like them. Nothing wrong with that, right? At the end of the day, it's the same three things you've had to do in 35 that you got to do now in 2018. I do not see no holes on this wall. you got to run the ball. Barkley off the left side. Here he goes. Stop the run, you run. Tyreek Hill lines up in the backfield. The ball pops free, and it's recovered by Harrison. A snack for David Harrison early. Early, early. And you got to pressure the passer. Wentang's in, holds it down, down he goes. And an early sack by Olivier Vernon. Vernon, Vernon. Two kinds of players in this league, folks. There are guys that play professional football, and there are professional football players. And the professional football players are the guys we want. I don't want guys that want to win. I want guys that hate to lose. Odell Beckham Jr. down the sideline for the touchdown. 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 Giants fans, you are now listening to the hottest show on the planet, the Shakedown. Here to give you everything you need to know on your New York football giants are... Black Friday. Black Friday. Welcome to the New York Football Giants. Say Quan Barkley, aka the Golden Child. <laughs> the do you know who Alec Ogletree is? Like I'm asking you for real. Really? Not his name, but do you know who he is? J Rock. J Rock. J Rock. You saying we going 16 and 0? 16 and 0, bro. How dare you say anything worse? <laughs> How dare you? How to my? You know we just drafted the Messiah. Obi, the one and only, Shakes Montana. Now, is that man with a prospect like a Peyton Manning or a Joe Montana, like I've been saying the whole fucking time, you don't pass up on this talent. You don't do it. You don't do it. Now, here is your host, Shakes Montana. All right, so today we'll begin our preparation for Dallas. Uh, I'd say just off the bat, this is an extremely talented team. They're playing at a very, very high level. You know, getting ready for this team is really going to take everything we have in all three sides of the ball. I'd say you start, you know, offensively, and obviously Mike's background is offensively. You can see a large influence of his this year. It's still Kellen calling the plays as a large design. 
you know, from Kellen's offense, and that stretches back even going through his experience with Jason. But you see a lot of the influence right now in terms of how they're playing. You know, the run game's extremely efficient and effective on early downs, staying ahead of the sticks. They're doing a great job on early downs with the short control passing game. Kind of ties a lot back in that West Coast offense with Mike and how he used it in the past. And then, of course, they know how to really tie in shot plays down the field and really create matchups for their players. Doing a really good job right now with Zeke, C.D. Lamb, Cooper, and those guys really getting them involved. Schultz has really shown up big in key situations, been a very productive player. I think our offensive line this year is playing at an extremely high level. I think we all know about how talented that line's been over the course of the last decade plus, and they just keep on rolling with those guys. And it's really helping the run game and the pass game. I think you talk about number four, I mean, obviously Dak's one of the top guys in the league. One of those productive players. You know, he's still a threat with his legs. He's not afraid to run it, but this guy really keeps his eyes downfield. Looks to extend plays really more for the pass than anything else. I think when you talk about their offense, you know, you can go ahead and just spin a wheel. There's a weapon at every turn, so you can't go ahead and focus on one guy. You've got to play good, sound defense as a team and work hard to get them off the field, and that's easier said than done. Defensively, you can see Dan's influence right away, and this team plays fast. They play aggressive, very high effort, and they're having a lot of results with turnovers. It's a turnover-driven defense. Uh, they're having a lot of production, and that really stems from up front, the pass rush and disruption they're getting right there, and they're able to pin their ears back and really get you if they get you behind the sticks right there. You know, when you reference across the board what they're doing, you can say some of the influence from Dan, you know, schematically, but they're doing a lot of different things schematically than what they did when he was in Atlanta or his years at that Seattle system right there. You know, they've got defensive backs who are very talented. The matchup very sticky on you, whether it's playing man or matchup zone. Creates a lot of problems for you with the receivers in terms of having to fight to get open. And as well, you're struggling to get open. They go ahead with the rush. It's very high stunt percentage. A lot of games up front. They know how to use the movement and get after you. That's something they do very, very well. Uh, right now they're leading the league, I believe, when they're stunning in terms of pressures on the quarterback and results. So that's something we have to be prepared for this week in terms of how they use their front. Look, in the kicking game, uh, no bones for a long time. A lot of respect for this guy. When you talk about bones, it's about being sound, communicating, and, you know, knowing how aggressive he's going to call it, how talented they are in the kicking game. They have a very good core. They have extremely talented specialists. You talk about Anger and Zerline, these two big leg kickers and punter who can flip the field position, who can score from far out with field goals. When you talk about the guys with the ball in their hand, the return game, Pollard and CeeDee Lamb, obviously these are two of their top offensive players. They're looking for more opportunities to get the ball in their hand right there, and they can make explosive plays at any point. You know, on all three ball, on all three sides of the ball, we got to come prepared. We have to have a good week of preparation. That starts today, and we got to make sure we translate it over into 60 minutes on Sunday. That being said, we'll open up for any questions. Joe, has, has Diggs on their back end become a player where you have to identify where he is or are they kind of playing him off to you know a side? I think you got to know where this guy is. He's extremely aggressive. Um, he's been very productive. You don't have the results that he's had by accident. This guy's obviously really taken a step forward as a player this year. You know, learned from you know some things in the past, but he's very, very aggressive. He's got great ball skills. He's got great instincts on, you know, when to break on the ball, when to undercut the receiver going across the middle. You see that interception he had, you know, against the Chargers. I mean, that was, that was an outstanding play. To play from behind, catch up with this guy as he's running away from his leverage, to undercut him, and then lay out and make that interception, that just shows you right there in terms of the instincts, the awareness, playing within the scheme, and just the playmaking ability this guy has right there. Joe, the way the offense operated in, you know, Sunday, especially the fourth quarter in overtime, is that the way you guys can function going forward where being more aggressive, pushing the ball downfield? Yeah, we're, as far as our offense approach, you know, really here it's the same on all three sides of the ball. You know, whatever it's going to take to win a matchup with that opponent, and whatever the flow of the game dictates, that's how we're going to have to play. Obviously, we made some plays, you know, pushing that ball down the field the other day. Uh, that was something we saw from their defense. We were able to make plays on. Dan did a good job getting the ball out to the receivers. 
They did a good job protecting up front to give us a time to get the ball downfield. You obviously don't, don't, don't call the plays, but what is your role in kind of determining what the offense is going to be, you know, big picture and just week to week? Yeah, we talk through it continuously starting on Monday, going through Monday, Tuesday. Today we start the prep. It goes into the install of what's going in. It goes into what's being run on the field, making sure that we're sound everything we're doing, and then talking collectively in terms of what we're practicing. You know, you always start out with more in practice than you end up with in the game. You've got to throw some things against the wall sometimes and say, okay, I want to make the final cut. Maybe we'll come back to that next week if it fits the scheme we're looking for right there. And then within the game, you know, control the flow of the game and how we're doing it, making sure that we're playing what we planned or as things are being done in the game that we adjust accordingly. You've talked about using the early part of the season to kind of figure out what you do well, what your identity is, right? I mean, to, when you look at your offense now, what do, you, what do you view as the identity in that group? I think the identity of the group right now is I think we're doing a good job protecting up front. Okay, we're doing a good job getting the ball to playmakers in space and let them make you know, plays with their legs right now. Uh, we've been able to be productive in some elements of the run game. I think it's something we've got to keep on improving on. You know, in terms of the pass game, I like the way we're setting things up on early downs. We've become more efficient on some third downs right there, and we're executing better situationally. So in terms of our identity, I like the way our guys are taking what's given to them right now. We have to go out there and force plays, go out there and understand what's presented in front of us, what's the defense giving us, what matchup can we create, you know, what zone or, or man matchup works better for us. And Dan was doing a good job identifying that pre-snap, making decisions post-snap. Joe, in the draft, uh, how did you evaluate Micah Parsons as a player, and why did you ultimately decide not to go in that direction? Well, our decisions for our team was, you know, big picture we thought was best for our team. Him as a player, he's an elite player. This guy's explosive. I think the one thing that I picked up on him, I went to the pro day up to Penn State, and you stand next to him, he's a big man. That's the one thing I told the team today. I said, you know, this guy on tape sometimes doesn't look as big as he is. He's a big guy, and he's strong, and he's explosive. You watch this guy play. He's very athletic. He has really, really good instincts. You know, obviously, they use him on the edge. Some pass rush stuff. He's got the green guys playing the stack right now. Makes plays in both spots right there. This is a guy that coming out, you know, looking at his college tape, he actually had a lot of production on the edge that we looked at him and talked collectively about, hey, this guy really gives you dual value, stack backer to edge backer. He can cover. He can blitz. He can do a lot of things. I think this guy's going to be one of the elite players in the league for a long time. Um, our decision had nothing to do with his impact as a player. We just made the best decision for the team. Joe, I know you're cognizant of, you know, trust the process, and, you know, this is a gradual thing. And, but this is a game against the division rival, and if you win this game, all of a sudden this this race, you know, looks different, a lot different than it did only a couple of weeks ago. Are you mindful of that? Yeah, well, this race goes the entire length of 17 weeks, so we're going to make sure that every week we keep taking a step forward and want to be consistent in how we prepare and make sure we're a better team each week. That's our focus. All the big picture stuff, that'll take care of itself. Well, we can take care of how we prepare today on early downs and third down. Tomorrow we'll show up and work about you know, early down, third down, some of the right area. That's our focus right there. We're going to keep it small and keep it focused. Joe, Joe, when you Joe look at, um, 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 in your experience, um, we're a young player who's not really 100% proven, let's say Daniel in this case, when they win a national award, a player of the week kind of thing, um, can that help a player, um, his psyche, his confidence, things like that, outside influences helping? Yeah, I don't think we need outside confirmation to tell us what we're doing. And that's kind of, you know, as a team. When someone gets an award like that, that's a team award. You know, anytime a quarterback gets an award, that starts with the protection. That starts with the skill players being able to make plays with the ball in their hand. You know, it starts with the defense and the kicking game, giving field position opportunities to get the ball back and make plays. And obviously what he's done is he's capitalized on the opportunities. And that's what we preach to all of our players. You know, you can't force the opportunity comes your way, but you have to handle it the right way when it does. He obviously has done that. He's put our team in position to have success. I see him improving every day. In terms of just national awards, you know, improving someone's psyche, Look, man, I've seen this guy weather a lot of storms already. 
Okay, in our short time together, I've seen weather a lot of storms. So, in terms of anything on the outside, influence him. If he's going to go ahead and have this make him, you know, feel good, what's going to be when it crashes down the other way? This guy does a good job just making sure he stays focused on what the task at hand is and move forward every week. It, it can help. It can feel good, though, right? I mean, a player's allowed to feel good about getting something. You know? No, I mean, the human nature. I'm saying, you know, you get an award, oh, great. You know, I'm not saying it's life-changing, but it, it's better. Can he feel good about it? Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy it. Can it affect how you work, prepare, or perform this week? Absolutely not. Joe, when you look at Lamb and Cooper, some teams have one really good receiver. They have two. So how much of a challenge is that? And then also, like, schematically, um, what do you notice about how they're using them and what sort of challenges they pose scheme-wise? Well, I'd say, first off, just talking about the skill players there, you can even go, you know, beyond those two. I mean, Gallup's obviously injured right now. I don't know where he's going to be exactly this week. Um, you know, Schultz is really doing a good job tight end position. You know the two backs and these guys, so it's all across the board. In terms of schematically, what they're doing a really good job of right now with all their guys is they're, they're finding creative ways within their base plays of dressing it up and getting the ball out. So every time the ball hits Dak's hand, it looks the same way. The other thing they're doing is you watch a lot of tape. There's obviously a lot of thought put into how they're using 88 Lamb. You know whether he's in the backfield, you know on the short yardage stuff or breaking the huddle fast, getting lined up, using him as a running back. You see him in the Tampa game. They kind of bluff that quick screen to the side and he kind of bluffs and goes. So these are obviously things they put a lot of thought into in terms of a game plan preparation of how do we get him involved, how do we create explosive plays with C.D. Lamb. And I'd say this, this guy's extremely talented. Um, ball in his hand, I don't care if it's punt return, handoff, receiving, whatever it is, like this guy is a weapon every time he touches it. So you said yeah. he's weathered a lot of storms. Can you share an example of what you consider a storm that he's weathered? I'm not going to go into specific details, but, like, look, this kid's pretty mentally tough. So in terms of, you know, handling, you know, any outside influence, positive or negative, I've seen this guy already just go ahead and come in and be unfazed, unaffected, and make sure he influences the team in the right way internally. Joe, when Joe, you play yeah. a team that's aggressive, especially Dallas on defense, how much can you use that against them? I think every team tries to play aggressive. Um, I think there's different ways you could kind of pose and say, what matchup can we get a certain player? How do they play? Can we find something to use them? Uh, I think it still comes back to the base fundamentals. So if you can scheme everything up to say we have to isolate this one guy in this one specific coverage or how they're going to play something, but then you got to go back to the whole, you know, soundboard of, hey, look, it's the protection up front. It's how we get the guys out. If they take that away still in that guy, what's the rest of the pattern look like? What's the rest of the run look like? Make sure. So can you try to find a way to scheme guys up? Yeah, we all do that every week. Uh, can you rely solely on that one scheme up or that one play? Absolutely not. So you yeah, mentioned the high, the high stunt percentage. This could be potentially, at least from what we see, that you have your entire offensive line play back-to-back weeks. Advantage? for you guys to have that and not having to be moving guys around? I know you, you have confidence in all the guys, but starting the same five this week, presumably, that would be better than not signing. I mean, look, it's always nice to have some continuity with the guys at the game. At the guys in the game. You know, last year we said new guys coming in every week as far as getting them, you know, acclimated to our systems on the same language and then trying to get them ready for a game at the same time. That's a challenge. But Wes has done a good job of that. You know, Ben did that early in the season. Skurd did that early in the season as far as getting ready. You know, Jonathan Harrison coming back the last few weeks getting ready. You know, I'd say in terms of just, you know, an advantage on it, the advantage is going to go to whoever performs better on Sunday. So we got to do a good job preparing for these guys and account for everything they can do. And things we've seen from other games as well, they're going to show up in this game. Joe, you had a, you had a different speed element at receiver with Ross and with Kadarius playing as much as he did. I'm wondering if you saw on tape looking back or if you expect going forward, does that help clear the box and give Saquon more space when safeties have to be really worried about Ross and Tony going deep? Yeah, I'd say just as a general football 
answer to that is, yeah, if you've got speed that can take the top off, you know, they've got to decide how they want to cover you. Do they trust their guy to lock up man the entire game, the entire field? They have to have safety help over the top. Is it one safety, two safeties? You know, based on how they see you guys as a threat in the situation of it, does it help you as far as, you know, kind of lightening up the box? It can. It can. Now, some teams will just turn around and tell their corners, have a nice day, and we're going to load the box anyway. So we'll see how they approach it. Um, on Sunday night, Bill Belichick went into the Bucks locker room to talk to Tom for like 20 minutes something after the game. I think a lot of people view that as out of character for him. You know, what did you make? What do you make of that? I think when you know the guy, I don't think you see anything like that as out of character. So there's a lot of things you see kind of publicly, guys, and a lot of things you kind of see privately. Um, I've worked for a lot of guys who's made public perception. doesn't come off great. Um, but privately, you know them. They're some of the best human beings you've ever met. Anything on Sterling and, and Darius? We expect to see them out there. You think they we'll see them move around a little bit today. We'll see where they're at. Um, I know both guys are kind of pushing to get back you know, as fast as they can. But we'll have to see them today. And then, really, Jordan, we'll have to see them tomorrow when the pace comes up a little bit in practice. you expect them to be in practice in some degree the next few days? I'm optimistic. Jabril and, uh, uh, and Ward in the same thing? He's actually in the same exact thing. Uh, CJ will be out here full today. He'll be good to go. Alright, all right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Sports fans all over the world. Welcome to the Shakedown, the show for the fans by the fans. I'm your host for today, Shakes Montana. This is Driving Thursdays, and I got my boy E, the chosen one from the Bronx, with me as well. That was just Joe Judge, um, press conference. And yesterday, we heard it on yesterday's episode. And um, like I said, a lot of times when he's going on, all I hear is want, 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 want. And it wasn't um, a detriment to my compadre and my partner for putting on the press conference for us, for the fans to hear, because that was definitely important for us to hear what he had to say. But when I hear him, I just hear want, 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 want. And the reason why, and I alluded to it a little bit yesterday, I heard it all before, heard it all before. And I was doing the butterfly and snapping my fingers at the point, at that point in time, um, which my boy pointed out. But it's because it's like it's Captain Obvious, you know, it's the... It's the obvious answers. It's the usual suspects. You know what I'm saying? So I I don't really be caring about what he had to say. Now, going on, what he had to say just then, I will say one thing that I, um, that I always notice about him is that he tends to, like, champion players. He always glorifies and, and points out the best things about the players. He'll never say how to stop them. He'll never say the, their flaws or how you strategizing against it. He just glorifies it, says this is how he, 
dangerous and this is how he he um he makes plays and he does this and he does that. And it makes it seem like, oh yeah, he really knows the player. Which I mean, obviously he's familiar with him, but that's not what I wanna hear. I wanna hear what are you doing or what is the steps that y'all feel that y'all have to take in order to stop that motherfucker? Even if you don't give us the full juice, just give us something. You know what I mean? Point in the right direction. That's what I'll be wanting to hear from him, but I don't get that. So when I hear him, all it is womp, 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 womp. So I just wanted to um, go ahead and play that for y'all again. For the ones that didn't get to hear it yesterday, episode, boom. Y'all got that in the opening, boom. It's driving Thursdays. Boom. We're going to put in some predictions. Um, we're going to get ready for this Thursday night football. And anything else in um, sports that we need to talk about. Either chose one from the Bronx. I got these birds going off over here. What's going on, brother? It ain't nothing, man. You know what I'm saying? Just chopping it up, standing outside, looking at this great view, listening to the womp, 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 womp of Joe Judge, as you said. I really am starting to hate this dude's presses. I'm being honest with you guys. I love the coach for what he's doing, but I need him on the sidelines and winning games. His presses is because of who we are. And I'm going to be honest with you guys and the fans. If we weren't who we are, we would love what he has to say. He sounds articulate, very professional, you know, answering questions as strong as he can. And we would love that. But we come from a great line of coaches, ladies and gentlemen, and he hasn't proven anything yet. And until he puts that conversation on the field, that's when his conversation will start to become more relevant. And I hope you guys understood what I just said because that's exactly what it is. Womp, womp, until you win, win. Absolutely. Um so we got a um, Thursday night football matchup tonight. And uh, I, somebody said this yesterday. I think it was Black Freezy, but the Monday night matchups and the and the Thursday night matchups, surprisingly the Thursday night matchups have been very, very good so far in this um, early season. And it don't stop this week because we got the Rams at Seattle. And this is definitely going to be a good game. Um, this is, which I call, I believe that this is the best division in football in the NFC West. And for those two to battle it out and get to watch that, I, I'm definitely um, interested in my eyes will be glued, and especially because I got a uh, a few fancy people playing tonight, like DK Metcalf and and Robert Woods, and um, I believe I got somebody else. Can't recall right now. Aaron Donald and stuff like that. But yeah, so um, I definitely got some people in this matchup tonight. So I'm going to be um, eyes 
glued to the screen and uh, interested in what's going on here. Uh, I'm going to get myself on the hot seat pretty soon. Put my compadres on the hot seat as soon as everybody get here. Shout-outs to LRP in Houston. Um, get well soon, man, under the weather. Uh, and I hope everything is well with you. Hope to hear from you soon. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I'm pumped. I got a lot of kids in this matchup, um, Ramseys and all that, Donalds and all them. I got a lot of kids on the Rams. I got a lot of, well, I got a few kids on the uh, Seahawks, uh, Lockett and DK Metcalf, and, and I'm pretty sure I got more. So, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to this matchup, and I'm definitely going to be watching. Um, how do you feel Listen. about this matchup before I get myself on this hot seat in week five? Listen, I you to make the call, right? So your son can talk to my son and Russell Wilson, right, and have him have a conversation about tonight. Because I'm really contemplating, and this is the first time in my life that I would ever think I would do this, but I'm thinking, Shakes, and I need you because you're my friend. (laughs) Daniel Jones versus the Cowboys or Russell Wilson versus the Rams? Now, normally, most people would be like, oh, Russ, but let's not act like we don't know what's about to happen. So what you thinking? And I'm not playing none of my boys this weekend. So nothing matters at all. I'm not playing none of my friends. (laughs) I can get all the jewels this week. That's a fact. We could do this. Now, normally I don't ever ask for jewels. Because back last year, that's a no-brainer. Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, please. It's a last. But now we're talking about a quarterback coming to his own in rhythm with weapons, and we're going to have to use them. He's going to have to use every weapon, bro. Oh. And then we're talking about the Rams defense. You know what I'm saying? Let's not play games like they ain't about their life. See, it would have even been this hard talking to you about this a year ago. No, not not at all. Um, but uh, all the points that you mentioned already is exactly what I was going to say. Um, I I usually really hardly ever trust um, any quarterback going against Ramsey or wide receiver, really. But... Um, you know, a quarterback going against Ramsey, I I would lean more to Ramsey. And then um, like the Dallas Cowboy Giant game, right? It, I don't want to, you know, you can all, you always sound like a fan 
when you um say something about your own team. But like in this matchup, <laughs> yo, you know why I'm laughing? You you know why <laughs> I'm laughing? Because you would have never had this heavy in your voice if this was last year, bro. You'd have been like, yo, you smoking? You smoking? No, I you you gonna act. See, look at us now. Come on, but, talk to me, brother. Take your time. Um, yeah, and like this matchup, you may have to, as far as Daniel Jones and the New York Giants offense, you may have to um, keep up and keep pace with Dallas Cowboys offense. So, and you know what's crazy? I'm looking, right? Uh, this is how I feel. And tell me if the brain of E, Stradamus, because that's what I got to be when it comes to fantasy, if I'm bugging. Just think about it like this. Don't get it twisted. Trevon Diggs has been playing well. He is not Jalen Ramsey. And once you get past Trevon Diggs, everything else is open season. One, the Cowboys is giving up major yardage. Major yardage, bro. On the ground and in the air, they are giving up yardage. That defense is playing good enough to just, you know what I'm saying, keep them ahead of teams, similar to us. But yardage-wise, first of all, let's talk about the skill positions. They're definitely giving yards up to running backs. Ain't nobody slacking when it comes to the Cowboys or scared of their front seven. Ain't nobody scared of that. They cornerbacks, medium, you know, mediocre toker. They're not the worst. And they ain't top five dead or alive. So they're giving up points to wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? Now, for you, when I look at the Rams defense and Jalen Ramsey, DK Metcalf is one of them dudes that can beat him up. He's only he's very he's very, very rare can dudes beat Jalen Ramsey up. DK Metcalf, dudes like that is the only type of dude that can beat him up because they're so big, pause, fast, and strong. Ramsey is a Revis-type dude in your face, pressing you, but that's DK Metcalf. Like, that ain't no regular human being. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you got to be abnormal to beat Jalen Ramsey up. So... But then Russell Wilson got to deal with the whole Rams defense, that Aaron Donald, that them linebackers, that Leonard Floyd. Like, it's, it's, it's happening over there, bro. It's over there. It's over there. So you know what? No homer, no faith, just looking at defenses versus offenses, the rhythm that our quarterback is in, I got to put some type of faith in him at some point, right? I'm going to start Daniel Jones this week. Talk to me before I do something crazy. Nah, I, ain't, I ain't squawking at it. I probably would have made the same decision. I'll be, I'll be squinting my eyes like, please, Russ, don't go off. But, yeah, I mean, like, I would probably made the same decision, though. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and get myself on this hot seat. 
get it out of the way. Oh, but before I do so, I'm going to let y'all know how y'all do or how y'all did last week. And I'm going to let y'all know the overall standings of what's going on here in the prediction pool for the first four weeks, the first quarter of the season. So I'm going to give y'all all that after I get off this hot seat. And after I do all that, I'll get my boy E on the hot seat, and hopefully some more of my compadres will be there as well. So first up, I'm going to let y'all know what y'all did in week four. Prediction pools of week four. I went nine and seven. Mediocre toka, but not too shabby. And on his driving Thursday, on his day, we got LRP with a perfect week, being the king of the week at sixteen and zero. Sixteen and zero this week. Man, what's up? We got Black Freezy going ten and six in week four, as well as J Rock. He also went ten and six. We got E the Chosen One from the Bronx going eleven and five. Shout out for a good week for the E the Chosen One from the Bronx. The Media Man Trey also went eleven and five. Shout outs to him. Also, Mediocre Toka, we got Nacho in the box with cheese at 9-7. and seven. Easy and D.C. went 12-4. and Shouts to him for a good week. We got Chill Will going 500. Went 8-8. Eight and eight. As well as Dan C. out in Cali. Both went 8-8. Eight and eight. And the Jackass of the week this week. For the first time this year, though, I'm giving him some credit here. It's usually he'll been he'll been like the jackass of the week probably two, three times already so far, but not this year. Darkness is Charlie, the jackass of the week at six and ten. All right. So, as far as the season, let's go there. As far as the season is concerned, and for anybody that comes in after the fact and says, I don't know what I did last week, or or, what's the overall stand, I missed all that. Y'all going to have to go back and listen to the goddamn episode to find out, because I'm not repeating it after this shit. And I hope either chose one from the Bronx don't do it neither, because they should be here right now, goddammit. first place, all by his lonesome for the first four weeks in a prediction pool of the 2021 season, is J-Rock. J-Rock is in first place, all by his lonesome, at 44 and 20. 44 and 20. In second place, coming in right behind him, pause, is his boy, Black Freezy. In second place at 43 and 21. All right. 
Shout out to Black Freezy for being in second place. J-Rock being in first. My boys is doing it. Y'all, y'all looking real smart out there. Real smart. In third place, we got a tie. Got a two-man tie here. We got LRP in Houston. And he's tied with Easy in D.C. for third place. They both have 40 and 24. So shouts to LRP, especially coming back with this 16 and no shit. Yeah, you need to be in third place. All right, but shouts to him and Easy in D.C., 40 and 24, third place for them. And fourth place, all by my lonesome. All right. It's me, your boy. Shakes Montana at 39 and 25. All right. And in fifth place, right behind me, Pulse, is my compadre. My boy, my partner in crime. He the chosen one from the Bronx in that fifth place. We in the top five, baby. We in the top five. He's in at 37 and 27, making the crew look real good. All right. In sixth place, we got all by his lonesome, Chill Will in Ohio at 35 and 29. And in seventh place, we got our last co-host, Nacho in the Box with Cheats, in seventh place at 34 and 30. And in last place, it's a two-man tie. For the last spot and last place of the prediction pools, we got in eighth place, Dan C. and Cali, and my boy, Charlie, all the way out in Maine. They both in last place, eighth place, at 33 and 31. So, to recap, J-Rock is in first place. Black Freezy is in second place. In third place, you got a tie between LRP and Easy. In fourth place, is me, Shakes Montana. Fifth place, Easy chose one from the Bronx. Oh, oh, excuse me. I missed out on somebody. I'm sorry, Media Man Trey. He is tied with LRP and Easy for third place. I'm sorry. I am. Didn't see that. My bad. Media Man Trey is tied with LRP and Easy for third place on the year so far. Um, where was I? Uh, Easy chose one from the Bronx was fifth place. Sixth place we got Chill Well. Seventh place we got Nacho in the box with Cheese. And tied for last place and eighth place is Dancy and Charlie. And that's the overall standings of the prediction pools. What y'all did last week. And what y'all did for the whole damn season. Again, if you wasn't here to hear it, you will have to go back and listen because I am not repeating it anymore. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Yo, son, what I, place was I in? I heard you, but it was kind of low. Now I was just like, ah! <laughs> Absolutely. I got you, bro. So, as far as week five is concerned, getting on this hot seat, and shout outs to the crew for um, doing well in the prediction proofs. Shout out to everybody. I think um, 
man, like I, I think our predictions and, and our records in the prediction pool is like better than fucking them so-called experts that they got on ESPNs and all of them shits. Cause we beasting. Um, we ain't have a bad week yet in four weeks. Uh, I think the worst is what six and ten. Yeah, you know I mean, and that was, that just happened this week. You know what I mean? So everybody's been over five hundred all season long. We we smart over here. We smart. <laughs> But as far as week five, um, getting on this hot seat, I'm taking Seattle here um, at home, even though I like the Rams and I'm a closet Rams fan. But at home, I just don't go against Seattle a lot, and I'm not going to do it today. I'm going Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Jets at Atlanta. I'm going to take Atlanta at home um, just because I still just don't trust the Jets yet. But we'll see. Um, Detroit at Minnesota. I'm going to take Minnesota here at home. New Orleans at Washington. Let's go Saints. Um, New England at Houston. I mean, who the fuck is going to be brave enough to go Houston? Houston just sucks. I'm taking New England. Um, Miami at Tampa Bay. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Green Bay at Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm going to go Green Bay. That should be a good game, though. Denver at Pittsburgh. I'm going to take Pittsburgh here. Yeah, I'm going to take Pittsburgh here. Teddy B still out with that concussion. Uh, something about Pittsburgh. I just don't think they're as bad as people think as well, just like the Giants. But we'll see. Philly at Carolina. Um, I'm taking Carolina at home. Hopefully CMC will be in there. Um, he has practice in a limited basis this week, so hopefully he'll be back and he'll whip that ass. Tennessee at Jacksonville, I'm taking Tennessee. Cleveland at Chargers, I'm going to take my beloved Chargers here. Let's go, Herbert. Chicago at Vegas, let's go, Vegas. San Fran at Arizona, I'm going to take Arizona here. Good game, though. Um, Giants at Dallas, taking my G-Men. Buffalo at Kansas City, I'm taking Kansas City at home. But another good one, and I hope that I'll be able to watch that and not be mad about a loss, but actually happy about a dub so I can enjoy this game because it's going to be a good one. And last but not least, the Colts at the Ravens. I'm taking my Purple City game. Let's go. And now I'm off the hot seat. That is it. We also got Nacho in the box with cheese with us. What's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, trying to get right. Let's do this hot seat real quick so I can get it over with. So I don't got to worry about it on Sunday again. No doubt. Here we got the Rams at Seattle. Uh, go Rams. Jets at Atlanta. Go Atlanta. Detroit at Minnesota. Minnesota. New Orleans at Washington. Washington. New England at Houston. New England. Miami at Tampa Bay. Tampa. Green Bay at Cincinnati. Green Bay. 
Denver at Pittsburgh. Denver. Philly at Carolina. Carolina. Tennessee at Jacksonville. Tennessee. Cleveland at Chargers. Cleveland. Chicago at Vegas. Chicago. San Fran at Arizona. Arizona. Giants at Dallas. Uh, Dallas. San Francisco is going to piss me off. I know that. But I'm still picking Arizona. Buffalo at Kansas City. Buffalo. Indy at Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. You are now off the hot seat. Either chose one from the Bronx. You want to step up real quick before I let uh, Nacho get his clo- opening? Of course, let me step up and step on in. Let me begin. Show, what up, baby? You got to give me some answers. You know what I'm talking about. L.A. Rams at Seattle. Taking the Rams. Jets at Atlanta. My upset of the week, I'm taking the Jets. Detroit at Minnesota. You like that. Kirk Cousins. New Orleans at Washington. (sighs) Crab legs. New England at Houston. Damn, give me New England. Miami at Tampa Bay. (laughs) Sam Mills ain't got it, Jay. Sam Mills do not got it, bro. He ain't ready. (laughs) Yo, sit him all the way down next to somebody who don't play, because that is making him believe he should be playing. Yo, (laughs) yo, sit him next to a practice squad dude, D. He ain't got it. And watch he come out and have five touchdowns and 350 yards. Miami at Tampa Bay. That's not a conversation. Move forward. Green Bay at Cincinnati. Ooh. My son has a chance, but I am not going against AR-12. Not yet. Not yet. Denver at Pittsburgh. We're going to go raping, rape, raping Ross. You know how that goes. Philly at Carolina. Give me Carolina. Mono. Let's go. Tennessee at Jacksonville. Got to give me the Titans on that. My sons ain't ready. They're going to play a good game. Cleveland at Chargers. 
I'm going to Cleveland, bro. Chicago at Vegas. Derek Carr. And tonight it's me and you, Nassus. Pause. San Fran at Arizona. Got to go with Kyler and the boys over them right now. Trey Lance is too young. Jimmy G just ain't got it. He's still trying to figure it out. Giants at Dallas. And Giants. Buffalo at Kansas City. I got to take nephew over the sun only because they in Kansas City. If they was in Buffalo, I'd take my son. That's Indy the only reason. Hmm? Indy at Baltimore. Got to take the nephew on this, bro. You know how that go. Got to go with the nephew on this. They yeah, in Baltimore, well. too? Yep. Yeah. Now off the hot seat. All right, before I let Nacho get his opening out, Black Freezy, step on up. Get on this goddamn seat, boy. I see you. I see you in the cut. Like peroxide. On the mouth side, you hear me? Let's go. Ain't nothing. Got Rams at Seattle. Mm, that's tonight? Yep. Oh, man. I'm going dangerous, man. They're both my kids, too. You know, that's that for my son, too. I'm going dangerous, man. Straight up. All right. Jets at Atlanta. I'm going with the Jets. Detroit at Minnesota. I think I might go with Minnesota on that one. New Orleans at Washington. I'm going with the Heineken six pack. (laughs) Heineken. New England at Houston. Houston. All right, I'm going with my son and You know what I'm saying? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Miami at Tampa Bay. Oh, shit. Yeah, Jacoby, you ain't going, you know, ain't nothing you're going to do about this. I got Tampa Bay. (laughs) Battle with Florida. Green Bay at Cincinnati. Yo, I ain't gonna fight, son. Joe Burrow and them might give him a little twirl, though. I'm gonna go with Joe Burrow and them for the upset, man. Denver at Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, my son over there checking it out. Um, two two gloves back, though, right? He only had a concussion. He's back, ain't he? Oh, not back yet. No? Nope, not back yet. All right, I'm going to go with my son and them. 
even though he's thinking it up over there. I'm going to go on my phone. This bum ass. Sunny at Carolina. Sunny at Carolina. Carolina. Tennessee at Jacksonville. Yeah, I think your son's trying to play a little bit. He might be. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to go to Tennessee. Cleveland at Chargers. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with uh, your son. You know? I'm going to go with uh, the Chargers. Chicago at Vegas. Chicago's a mess, and I love it. Son over there, too. But uh, I'm going to go with Vegas. <clears throat> San Fran at Arizona. Ooh, my son's going to be out there, too. Trey Lance them. He's about to get that ass twisted. Arizona, <laughs> baby. Giants at Dallas. See that Kool-Aid on the table, man. I'm just, I'm just looking at it. But for winning purposes, I'm going to have to go with Dallas. And that, that Kool-Aid on the table. Looking a little better today. Mm-hmm. Buffalo at Kansas City. Oh, wow. Buffalo, mm. that defense is crazy. Um, a lot of my sons on that defense, too. Uh, uh, Look, man, Kansas City ain't the same, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that team ain't the same. But um, I'm going to go Casey. They tough. They tough at home. Andy at Baltimore. Yo, I'm going Baltimore. Indianapolis. I don't know, man. I need a quarterback, yo. I don't know what's going on over there. OGO Wentz is a bum, bro. <laughs> whole bum. Winter's doodle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Not showing the box with cheese. You can go ahead on your opening and then Black Freezer. You can follow up behind him. Pause. Go ahead, Nacho. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> week five is upon us, gentlemen. And uh, hello, hi, how you doing? Uh, it is. What I would like to say, you know, the fun part of the season, uh, where a lot of fan bases are still drinking Kool-Aid when they should be drinking cyanide, and some fan bases are drinking cyanide when they should be drinking Kool-Aid. It goes both ways. Um, uh, About that time of year to start figuring out where you should fall into that category as a fan base. So uh, there are some games coming up that if teams want to progress in their progression, um, they will have to win. Uh, one of those games in particular is going to be the Buffalo Bills uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs. If they want any kind of, um, I don't know, what, what do they call it, mojo as in Austin Powers, uh, you're going to have to go into Kansas City. You're going to have to beat that ass. 
you, you can't go in there timid. You can't go in there squeaking out a victory by a field goal. You go put your foot on the throat of the line, and then you put your foot down, and then you stomp on it. That's what you got to do, and that's what I'm expecting to see from Buffalo, Josh Allen, and them boys. Two shutouts the past three weeks. Now, again, those two teams are 180 degrees different from the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm never going to compare those two teams to the Kansas City Chiefs. I will never, ever compare the Miami Dolphins to the Kansas City Chiefs. So I don't mean to do that. I'm just saying that defense is showing out the past three weeks. 118 points to 21 uh, is what that team is doing. Um, and they have to show some of that. Now, uh, this Kansas City Chiefs team ain't the same. Um as you all know, being Giants fans, I'm sure some of you got some clouded vision because there's some players that you like over there. Uh, but this started to be Philly of early 2000s. Uh, this is exactly what I see from the Andy Reid teams of the Philadelphia Eagles with, uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, with McNabb and them boys. It's the same shit. You can put up points, you can't stop nobody, you're getting beat. So it is what it is. Um, I fully expect that game to go. Uh, the way of the MVP or oh, MVP candidate last year, Josh Allen. Um, and that guy's going to, you know, continue to grow and progress. Uh, and they've got the team around them, offensive line and things of that nature. So uh, I'm really excited for that game. Uh, and then, of course, you move on. And the, the only other game that I'm really concerned about is the Packers and, 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 and the Bengals. And, and like Black said, they got some chance to get there with Jair Alexander Hurt. Um, but with the O-line not up to snuff, uh, the addition to Jalen Smith on that defensive line, uh, hopefully they can just go ahead and set him loose, have him and Rashawn Gary just go after the quarterback all day. That's all they're good at. Uh, and then, you know, hopefully it'll pay off uh, in the back end there. Uh, so that's the one thing, again, Jamar Chase and that boy, and that boy Burrow, they know how to, you know, play catch. Uh, and they will do that all day uh, if you let them. So uh, that's the one thing that worries me. Other than that, man, there's some outstanding game selections by the NFL this week. Uh, they put them on a good week. Uh, and it's it just it's going to be awesome to see. Um, and then, of course, uh, your guys' game, divisional game, game of the week, uh, that's going to be uh, something to behold. We'll see if that uh, if that uh, uh, the, 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 the victory last week will carry over into confidence for the Giants uh, as well as the Cowboys and see, you know, if Dak's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder being this is the team that put him out last year. And I think this is the same week, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that it happened. It might have been earlier, a little later. I'm not 100% sure on that. And I know it is the same team, though. So uh, I am definitely going to be uh, eyes wide open on every, you know, every game in the morning and the afternoon. And then, of course, Sunday night. Monday night, I'm not too careful caring about. But, man, we are here. Um, and like I said, man, we are about to see some great things. But uh, in all of the, you know, hoopla that is the NFL and, you know, teams winning that aren't supposed to, there's one thing that's a constant. Death, taxes, two on the IR. That's all we have, week five, and he's there. So um, keep it going. Keep moving. Thank you, guys. Black, uh, <laughs> eat, shake. I can't wait to keep it going. My man said death, taxes, and two on the IR. Oh, my God. You got some nerve to call somebody's son a bum. It's on you, Black. I, I, I'm, I'm done. I didn't cut off. That was about it, man. It's, 
I'm hyped for week five, man. Uh, I'm ready. Yep. Yo, it's funny as hell, man. <laughs> Death, taxes, and Tua on the IR. God damn. Say <laughs> so you got the nerve to call my son about. But uh, yeah, man, no. Great. It's gonna be a great week for football. Great week for fantasy. I uh, can't wait. Um, I have to be totally honest. Uh, I just want the Giants to win. I don't care about nothing else. I just want the Giants to win um, so we can have some momentum so it can feel like we actually in the season. You know what I'm saying? Like we actually playing with everybody else. Um, I ain't got much, man. I'm, I'm, here for the, I'm here for whatever, man. You know, I ain't ready to see anything or anything happen and anybody get traded or what's happening. Oh, um. I know um, as far as practicing, uh, Thomas and Big Cat came back. They was on limited, though. They're going to play, though. Yep, yep. Um, Slate, Slay, Shep, and uh, who else is down with the hamstring? They all didn't practice. Real Peppers? Yeah, Peppers, yeah. Thank you. They didn't practice. Okay. All right. So what you, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and like I said, I, I, I kind of like it that way with the addition by subtraction. You know, with Shep and Slade, you know, missing this week, and then they possibly be back next week. We probably gonna, more than likely we gonna need that for LA Rams, bro. We gonna need all that. Mm-hmm. We gonna need all that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is good. This is good. Give Tony. I think Tony gonna have a big game this game, and get Ross and open it all up. Should be good. Um, what y'all feel about uh tonight's matchup though, Rams and Seattle? Divisional opponent. <clears throat> they know each other well. Should be a good one. Probably you know, not as much offense as we think, but. Should be a close, man. Yeah. Look, this is this is oh sorry, this is the Rams. This is the Rams time. Uh, you've been talked about as a Super Bowl champion or Super Bowl contender. Um, Matthew Stafford's supposed to be that dude. You go up. Uh, you you beat the dog piss out of the Buccaneers. Uh, and then Arizona comes in as your divisional rival and shows you guess what? You ain't there yet. Um, to me, this is the game that the Rams need to take uh, and show them. Kind of boys are with they were. Um, that defense went really well against Rush. Check that out. But uh, yeah, that defense is stepping a little better. Uh, and of course, this man, Matthew Stafford, that offense, uh, how they're not averaging 40 points a game. Um, is beyond me, um, but they are fully capable of doing that. So, uh, to anybody, I don't care who it is. So, uh, they need to get their act right. Sean Van and boys need to, you know, get get the screws loose, tightened, uh, and then get it right. So, that's, I feel that that's what's going to happen. Uh, Sean Van knows the severity. Got it. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. 
just real quick, and then you, I'll let you finish real quick. But my thing about the Rams is they don't have a dominant or dynamic running back. So it's not something that they can just go ahead and hand off the ball and, and, and teams could be afraid of that run game. Now, you're afraid of that deep ball. You're afraid of the, the, the passing attack of this because they got a lot of weapons. Even their running backs are weapons. But as far as when you want a ground and pound, which you need, you know what I'm saying, you need that, they don't have it. And that's the problem with their offense. Well, go ahead. No, I, um, I totally disagree with that. You don't need a, a dominant, you know, running back. The, the Niners, uh, the the, the Ravens, uh, multitude of teams don't have a dominant running back and still have the best running game in the NFL. You just need to be. You just need to have the scheme to be able to run the football. To me, they have that. They just need to hand it off. They do. Um, they just. They just need to, you know, make the blocks and get it upright. So I, I, I understand what you're saying there, but I just, I don't think, I don't think they need that at all. Um, they, they don't need to have that dominant guy. Those guys in the front five need to be able to block up the way they need to and get those holes open because they have serviceable running backs. We've seen in the Super Bowl for the past decade, undrafted, undrafted free agent running backs. You don't need those guys to get there, especially when your team is loaded at every other position. Real quick, I disagree with that. I think you need a running back that's going to give you four to five yards a pop. You don't need a motherfucking running back that's going to give you three or two. You know what I'm saying? You need that four to five yards a pop running back. When you need those yards, you can get them. And they don't have that to me. And when you mention the Ravens and all of them, they have that. When you look at Lamar Jackson, you look at these guys, they have a dynamic guy that if they need four to five yards, they can pick it up, whether it's on the ground or passing it. And that's the double dynamic that you just can't defend a lot, bro. That's what you need. And to me, the Rams don't have that, bro. Their running backs are doo-doo. Sony Michelle is good, but he's good for the passing game. That's about it. Yes, I understand. I didn't know we were talking about uh, quarterbacks when we were discussing running backs, but if that's the case, then when you have ten people to block for one man instead of nine, it might be easier to get you know one or two more yards. But if we're strictly talking running backs, uh, there isn't very many in the league that you can say, go out there and get me four or five yards without the help of an offensive line. And I believe that the Rams do have that. They get the, they get the holes open. Those running backs can get three, four, five yards before they even get contact. That's what the that's what the Ravens have. That's what the Niners have. They have a scheme and an offensive line that opens up holes, so their running backs don't even see someone until they're in the second second line of the defense. And that's the problem with the Rams. Their offensive line isn't creating those holes and being able to get those running backs, regardless of name or not, enough to get free. Now. If they were and those guys weren't able to get two, three yards off rip, I understand now we're talking about you need to get someone in there. But we have seen over the past games that they've won, their running attack has been able to get four, five, six yards of carry because of the holes that are being opened by the offensive line. Now, when we watched Arizona, there was no chance to run the ball because you're down 14-21 hella early because your defense let up so early. So there's there's different ways and situations are situational. So how, how you run, when you run, and, and, and of course, the beautiful uh, Staley from the Chargers discussing on how, you know, you don't even need to run the pass. 
So they, they can do that all their own. Now, to me, tonight in general, just about tonight against the Seahawks, they don't need a run game. The Seahawks have a, have a defense that isn't what it used to be. They can't stop the run, and they can barely attack the passer. They have no, they have no corners. They barely have Jamal Adams. And that guy's pretty much a linebacker. So you got to attack them on the deep ball. I expect Cooper Cup. I expect Robert Woods over 100 yards, one and a half touchdowns. I know that's, you know, betting talk. But that's how it's going to be tonight. Those guys are going to eat all night. The running game is going to tonight. It's not going to be in existence because they don't need it. They'll use it late in the game to kill the clock. But this, it, this game is, is, is passed. Quiet that crowd, big plays. That's that offense in general anyway. That's how I see it going. That's how it needs to go. Because if it doesn't, it. and then we're looking at we're looking at sorry, we're looking at Rams with a what are they two and three now? If they lose tonight, that that's a team that's supposed to be Super Bowl contenders, right? So I think they're what are they two and two right now? Or are they three and one? Either way, I'll look it up. It's just I don't know, man. It's it's a bigger game for me for the Rams than it's Yeah, I think it's been one. So, y'all hold it down a little. Uh, I got I got to take care of something. Y'all hold it down for a little bit. Oh, thank you. Uh, T. Thompson. Hold on now. Catch up, right? Yes. All right. Um, need. Okay. I'm here with you, brother. Let's propel the situation and move us forward tonight. Everybody's making deliveries. Everybody's doing their thing. So what do you think about Nacho's assessment of what he said about the Rams on offense, about them abandoning the run? I want to talk about that for a minute. I want to talk about that for a minute. So I want to hear what you have to say about it first, and then I'll give my thoughts on what I feel about that exactly. Yeah, well, first of all, can't make us towards Achilles. That's why they run game ain't as potent as it was prior, as it was last year. They mm-hmm. signed that kid came out of Cal. Uh, Cal I don't know where he came from, really. Um, but that's a part of it. And then um, Henderson, he really, he really is that type of back that Chase is talking about. And so is the guy they traded for, which is Tony Michelle. They kind of are like, you know, not really – running between tackles, normal south type running backs for more close stretch. And for some reason, I don't know why Tony's not having success. Maybe, and I, I hate to say it like this, maybe he needs some laser eye surgery or something because that boy cock out like a motherfucker. But, um, you know, it's to a point to where I think they, they, they can have some success if they're okay with playing better. I think he's not going to I think it's like a little down but they, To me, they, at this point, they built more to throw the ball. You know what I'm saying? They broke, they broke more of that short, comedic game, you know. So. They in the, Seattle, uh, right? I don't know. Good question. Yeah, because from what I what I what I heard him say, he said he said the Rams at Seattle. And I was looking at it as a road game, like regardless for Seattle, but I still, I'm sorry, I'm looking at it as a road game for the Rams, but yeah, they they in Seattle? Yeah. Right. 
See, nothing really affects the Rams because they're on that type of time. You feel me? So if that was an East Coast team, then you look at it differently as opposed to a West Coast team playing a West Coast team because that's just right at home. Their bodies is on the same time schedule. They're on the same time frame. Everything is the same for them. Now, talking about this passing game, this aerial attack for the Rams is so highly potent that a guy like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, if you even try to double-team one of them, this Van Johnson kid is still – he's producing. He's eating off whatever's going on in coverages. He's speedy. He's big. He's fast. This kid really is one of them, you know, wide receiver number threes that you look at and go, yo, he's really you – got a, you got a game plan for this kid, man. If y'all not looking – even though people don't really have him in fantasy like that because he's a hit or miss on how much that he's going to, you know, catch passes depending on the production of Woods and Cup, this kid is a legit number three, possibly a number two anywhere else if you don't have those two legit one and one and a half because that's what we're going to call them, one and 1.5 because them dudes can start anywhere they go for a wide receiving crew if they don't have a better receiver than them. And that's not many in the business. Two, Stafford is totally different than Goff. They believe in his arm. They believe in what he's going to do. He's been showing and proving. And that coach is so in sync with him when it comes to allowing him freedom. That's the reason why they're able to abandon the running game. Because Stafford is not trying to hand it off. You know what he's trying to do. Bullets, bullets. Bullets, bullets, you know what he about. And he has this passing game on 50 right now. 10 is the number to talk about, but he has this passing game on 50. Nobody has shut down the wide receiving game of the Rams all year. It's either they made bad plays or another team made enough plays to squeak it out or win against them. But this aerial attack is a serious thing. And that's why they're able to abandon the run. And now to your point, Freezy, on Henderson, he is a dude that complements the run, unlike Michelle. Michelle doesn't, I'm sorry, that complements the passing game, unlike Michelle. You can use the play action off the Henderson kid. You can, you know what I mean, uh, RPO if, you know, Stafford is feeling froggy that day. Michelle is getting some space, catch a couple of passes, get what he got to get, but he's a get behind the line, use his vision, his cutback ability to get upfield. Henderson is a bowling ball on top of a speedster. This kid is way faster than you think. You know what I mean? You get him in the open field, he's gone. He's a fast kid, and he runs hard. He reminds me of Bradshaw, bro. He Henderson reminds me of Bradshaw. Them, them weird bowling ball, thick-type steps. You know what I mean? So that's the reason why Michelle, yeah. Him, him, uh, Pollard, Gainwell. Mm-hmm. Boys. But yeah, 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 the boys um, is out there, man. Boys is out there. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're so, out there. They're still doing it. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, Michelle I think may can't get make us a better combination. Can't make us the all-around pounder, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. the workhorse. You know, you know, he had the speed in between. He could do it all, too. Um, but, um, it's going to come to a situation where they're throwing the ball, man. They're throwing this ball. Yeah, they're going to throw definitely, especially being in Seattle. They're definitely going to throw that ball. Yeah. 
Because Seattle cannot stop all of those receivers at all. And that tight end is starting to get a couple of little things going, too, for himself. Even though he's not featured as much, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's involved, bro. Like, he's involved. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll get mm-hmm. you four or five catches a game, 35, 40 yards, if, if, if they're looking at the matchups. Now, real quick, I don't have it up. Who are the Seattle Seahawks cornerbacks? I'm not really familiar with their cornerbacks. So somebody help me out and bring those. Oh, this it's it's a mixture of the great Western owls. Who? 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 Nobody. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We got here Trace Flowers, and um, on the other side is DJ Reed in the slot. Oh, they also got Sidney Jones over there bumming it up. Um, Marquise Blair. And then, of course, they got them safeties out there. They're the strongest, my son, Quadri Diggs and Jamal, Jamal Adams. So it's just safe to say somebody going to get hurt. Somebody going to get hurt. Yeah, man. And I don't mean injured. I said, I said, and I don't mean injured. I'm talking about somebody going to get hurt. Yeah, hurt, hurt, hurt feelings. Yeah, somebody gonna get hurt, and I'm not exactly. I'm not talking about injuries. Y'all know where I'm going with. It. Yeah, somebody gonna get hurt. All oh, right. Nothing. Yo, yo, real quick though, we talking about we talking about one side. Can, can y'all? I know we just did that with their with their uh, defense, but what what do the Seahawks have on offense for that defense? I was talking about like, the Rams going in there and putting it. I said I was talking about the Rams. They have to go in there. They have to take control of the game and offense. But their defense ain't no joke neither. What do the Seahawks have to combat anything on that defense? Can the Seahawks score any points tonight? Um, well, I don't know if they're going to be able to move that route the way they usually do, but the truth, I think they're going to run the route. And then, you know, we'll see exactly because it seems like to me they've been starting slow and then towards the end of the game they've been they've been coming up. Saying, but um they don't have they're not explosive. They're not explosive at all. Exactly. You see when I, when it comes to something with, with with games like this, I always find it interesting because when we talk about the Rams, the narrative is that if they can just do everything that they're supposed to, or whatever. If they can just get on track, be on time with their offense, they're going to be fine. They, they, you know, they don't have to do anything out of the ordinary, extraordinary. Matthew Stafford don't got to go out there and be crazy good and put up a, a perfect passer rating and 100, you know, QBR. When you look at the Seahawks, Russell Wilson's got to put up a perfect passer rating. He's got to rush for about 50 to 60 yards and a touchdown. And he's got to make about five to ten miraculous plays that we have to go, wow, that's Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson thinks. That's how they win games. That's how I know the Seahawks are in trouble. Because the, the Rams don't got to do much to win a game. They just got to be on time, on point, and just do what they do. They don't need anybody to play above the X's and O's for them to go out there and put up a good performance and put up 20, 30, 40 points and win a game. And it 
goes for the same thing on their defense. But when we talk about the Seahawks, their defense needs somebody to play amazing, somebody to make a good play, somebody to, you know, go out there and sack the, sack the quarterback, get the fumble, and take it in for a touchdown because that offense more often than not, and especially against an offense like this or a defense like this, they ain't going to be doing much all night. So, like, for anyone to take the Seahawks, even though they're, you know, the only way you would take the Seahawks is if you have faith in the 12th man because there is no faith in that team is what I'm saying. The only reason why I'm even commenting after you, Nacho, is because of Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. And that's what you, and this is to your point. When you take DK Metcalf out of a game, and don't get me wrong, Tyler Lockett is a bad boy. We ain't going to sit here and play no games like that. He's a bad boy. But the, yeah, Rams, yeah. Defense is, but the Rams defense is predicated for this type of thing. Okay, we going is Chris Carson playing tonight? Yeah, I believe so, but let me double. Okay. Okay, Chris Carson is what you look at and say, hey, listen, what we doing out here? And this is what this is what um Nacho meant. And let me break this down for the fans. As a DC. Okay, what we doing out here? We're gonna game plan for what are we gonna focus on? Every defensive coordinator has one major focus. And then he outlines what he's going to do for the rest of the game and focus factors on his matchup with the talent he has against the talent across from him. Okay? When you game plan for Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. He's out. He's out tonight. It just came about he's 20 out. minutes ago. He's, he's out. out. He's out, right? Yeah. He's out. Yes. I just right? looked it up. Chris Carson's out. And that's, and that's the reason tonight. why I asked. Because I heard a little birdie tweet through my ears and say he was out. Yeah, see, that's the, that's the whole thing. I, I, I had to ask that. Now, check this out. We don't have to game plan for one of the top ten running backs in the NFL, which means the quarterback is going to play running back for some reason tonight to try to help out. This is one of the only teams in the NFL that can shut Russell Wilson down. Having someone spy on him and also that front four getting to him and creating havoc, then you have two cornerbacks that actually know how to play man-to-man. I think Tyler Lockett may have the better matchup on the second cornerback, but Jalen Ramsey and D.K. Metcalf is going to be a sight to behold all night. But can Russ get him the rock with having somebody spy on him and having that pressure dialed up on him? Russ is Russ. We expect some good things to happen, but you have to maintain that, ladies and gentlemen, for four quarters. And I do not think Russell Westbrook is going to – I'm sorry, Russell Wilson is going to have enough tonight to maintain that over four quarters. I think the first quarter, it'll be a little defensive here and there because we're at home. We're going to be pumped up. But when things start settling in, yards start piling up, Stafford starts throwing it around, and them receivers start getting comfortable in them pockets and them sections with that playbook, and he's clicking in them rhythm, it's going to fold. It's going to fold. And I believe the Rams is going to come out of this game with at least two touchdown wins. So, so a, a, a little um, strategy 
if you're the so Seahawks are home, so Rams get the call. Rams get the call. They don't get the coin toss. Do you defer if you're Seattle, or do you or do you take it in the first uh, at, at first? Because I, I think de- to me that's a big thing. I See, defer. I, I don't know. I don't know if you would. Okay, tell me why. Right. No, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Because I need my defense to at least get into some type of rhythm to for the disruption to, to, to get to Stafford. Because once he starts getting in a rhythm, bro, he's in a different zone these days. He didn't been on a team where he was talented enough, then people counted him out, and now he's on a team where they brought him and gave up what they gave because the vision was seen in him, and he is bringing their vision to life. That's the most dangerous player on the planet when everybody believes in you and you got the talent in front of you. So I need to disrupt him. I don't need him to think it's a cakewalk. I need to put him in his mind. You're going to work for something because at some point it's going to be light and sweet sweet tonight for him. It's going to get easy for him at some point. So we got to start off by at least trying to stay in the game, brother. We get him the first possession. They come out and score seven. That's it for his confidence, and that's it for our confidence on defense. Can't let that happen. Tell me what y'all think about that. I'm I'm with the fact that if the Seahawks have the opportunity, they take the ball first. You have have to have to get a lead on this team, one. And two, you just – you can't can't start the game off with Matthew Stafford marching down the field, scoring seven, and that that crowd's already taken out of it. They're already taken out of it. They've already seen their team at home blow two weeks ago. Now they come home, start the game off, and they go right down the field, 75 yards, touchdown, especially if it's a run, and they don't even got to pass it. Like, that's the thing that I think would be more detrimental than if they started with the ball and go three and out. To me, that is more detrimental than starting with the ball and going three and out. So, Again, this is all opinionated off of everything, but I, I just can't let Matthew Stafford and them boys go out there and just shut up my crowd immediately and give that defense a boost. All I got to do is just stop them. Look at this. They can't stop my offense. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Donald and them boys pinning them ears back. And I just, I, and if you got that from the first drive, I think that kills Seattle's hope kills their confidence, and then any kind of, you know, what they did have is gone. Now let's talk about the flip side to that. Let's talk about the flip side to that. Seattle goes out there, gets that raucous crowd behind them on defense, and Stafford, because he's just warming up, because we're going to get to that. He's just warming up, right? And they three and out. Look at the confidence surge in that crowd. Look at the home team getting crazy. And now you got offense coming out there on the field that has to try to perform. If Chris Carson was playing this game, that's 35% less of something that you have to think about on offense. But then on now that he's out, that's 35% something that is not even 35 to 40% of not what's accounted for offensive efficiency-wise for them. So you can pin your ears back as the Rams can. So you have to stop them and try to put some points on the board before they get in rhythm. 
So I see your perspective of this game. Listen, we got to try to get on the board, and hopefully we can get some three and outs so we can stay in the game. I got you on that. And my thing is, I'm the reverse of how you feel. We got to stop them first, try to put some points on the board, because I believe at some point he's going to hit a hot streak and it's going to be over. That's just how I feel tonight. I just think Stafford is about to get crazy. Mm-hmm. They, I, I do too. I'm with you. I picked the Rams too, so I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm just talking about how the Seattle Seahawks have a chance to win this game. And my thing is, is I don't have any faith in this team chasing a lead. And, again, that's kind of contradictory because they lost one a couple weeks ago. But I feel more confident in keeping a lead against this team than I would them trying to come back against that defense. Maybe that's wrong of me, but I think that's why I feel you just let you get the ball first and you hold on to a lead, whether it be three or seven, and I think they can do that. You get that crowd rocking. A field goal for that crowd is a lead, and they take that and run with it like you have 35 to zero, and that crowd's into it like crazy. That's why I say the only reason you take Seattle tonight is is if you have the faith in the 12th man, because it is something to behold, and I can't understand it. So I just, I, that's the only way, because if you get that crowd involved, there is a distinct advantage in that field when that crowd is going. Divisional game, that's the only way. I'm with you. Right. I see him going, you know, 14 for 17 over his, you know, over the first 25 passes in the stretch. They go for like two touchdowns. They get two long touchdown drives, and then it's over. I feel that's what the Rams do somewhere between the second and the third quarter. But the only way that doesn't happen, I feel, could be as if Seattle gets the ball first, they take a lead, and they get the crowd involved. The defense feeds off that crowd. Jamal Adams can go rush the quarterback and try to make something happen because you got to bring pressure against them. And that's the only way I can see it happening. Other than that, they, they need, you know, miracle after miracle. Right. So you know what I want you to do, Nacho? I, I want you to fans. text me. I want you to personally text me, right? Because both of our scenarios are going to take place at some point in the game. It's just a matter of when. Exactly. Uh, y'all got some fancy players in these games? Man, in this I game? sat Russell Wilson for Daniel Jones, man. Don't do that. And I got Jamal <laughs> Adams. Yeah, we already talked about it. You got Jamal Adams? Mm-hmm. You know he's starting tonight. He's going to get that work. He's going to be all over the field tonight because he's going to need to be. So he's going to get at least about, if he gets 8, 9, 10, that, that's pretty good. You know what I'm saying? For what he, mm. for his position is for us. Mm. Yeah, I always aim for like um, double digits when it comes to the defensive players. I'm like, ah, can this person give me double? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what I think he gonna do tonight. Cause he gonna be everywhere. Even if he gets nine, ten tackles, that's double digits. Cause they gonna need him. Mm. Chris Carson is out too. Here we go. Carson out. Yeah. So for the game, man. So, who do you got player of the game, then? Who do y'all think is player of the game? Is it Matthew Stafford or one of those defensive players? I think it's going to be one of them wide receivers, bro, because they ain't going to be able to stop them. (laughs) 
I'm telling you now. So you think that they, you think that they take is, one away? Who is CJ? What's his name? CJ, would you say black? CJ Blair? Doesn't he? Huh? What was his name? CJ Blair? That was as his cornerback name? The cornerback? The cornerback, yeah, uh, Seattle. Jay Reed, Marquise Blair, Sidney Jones over there with his bum ass. John V. Trey oh. Flowers. <laughs> well, I just, I, man, Trey Flowers better not be on that field. <laughs> Yo, it is happening, I remember, bro. I remember the oh, Seattle game, and I can't remember who they were playing. They were playing a game, and somebody got hurt, and Trey Flowers tried it on the field, and that quarterback went three straight passes at Trey Flowers, completion, 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 for a touchdown. Like, Trey Flowers better not be on that field for them tonight, because Cooper Cup or Robert Woods might have two, three hundred yards. Yo, I'm telling you, Van Johnson is going to be the sleeper of this game tonight. Have I? Change my pick, yo. I ain't no Carson's out, yo. Alright, gotcha. Did you know Carson was out, Shakes? No, I didn't. Yeah, I heard a little birdie chirping earlier today. That's the reason why. That's thirty minutes ago. It just came out thirty minutes ago. Yeah. Chirp, 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 chirp. Who is this? Chris? Okay. Uh, who the fuck am I playing to have this motherfucker? I know I'm playing something. I can't find it. Looking for the motherfucker now. I can't find. I know I'm playing somebody that got this motherfucker. Yeah, I know it. Ah, yeah, yeah. And he ain't changing. Yeah, that's what's up. I knew I was playing somebody that that had him, bro. Yo, can I can I just can I just bring up what you just did for the fans because they don't know because I know they was like, what are you laughing at? If you didn't realize what he was doing, ladies and gentlemen, that was called the villainous happiness of knowing that the person you're facing, your one of their best players who would have gave them points, is no longer available. That's called the villainous happiness of seeing unavailability against his players that has the availability. So now he doesn't have to worry about 35 to 40% of the production from the running backs that he's facing. Never mind, bro. Now, here's the thing, right? If the game starts and he don't make that move, I'm going to be happy. But he still got an hour to make that move. And his replacement on the bench, bro, this motherfucker got Tony Pollard. Oh, shit. Hey, all right. Listen, let me just keep it a thousand. Tony Pollard is, is, is all right. Don't get me wrong. That ain't Chris Carson, bro. Here's the thing. That's that what you that. do. See, see, see. that's what you do, right? 
You sit there and you look at the name. See, you still on the fresh fantasy tip. You still fresh body. You know what I'm saying? Because last time I, I spoke to you and you were out, we was talking about Gronk. And I was like, damn, yeah, my boy Gronk went down. But I got no fan. I'm good. And he was like, oh, he's not Gronk. And I'm like, bro, but he's no fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, no right. fan is up there with the but top tight end too, bro. But you got to so, also look at Matt. I mean, it's like, so, so you, you do this, like, you do the whole name thing. But when you look at it in the fantasy standpoint, it's up there. So, you know what I mean? You're doing that, right? And I'm looking at it from the standpoint of Tony Pollard still going to have success against the New York football giants. So he is good if he makes that motherfucking move. Now, if he don't play him, is he? Yes. Listen, I don't know what made you say that, because that definitely ain't what I was doing. But I understand that you might have thought that. But I'm here to just let you know. I had nothing to do with that. I look at matchup. I look at the people you're facing. And I look at what's going on. And I believe that this is the week, and I said it earlier, so you have to think about what I'm saying to you. I said it earlier, this is the week Patrick Graham gets it right. I said that earlier in the week. Did y'all remember that? When nobody heard me say that, I'll repeat it again. This is the week Patrick Graham gets it right. Cause he okay, has no so choice. now, now we, we, we talking. Now we talking. Okay. So if you're saying this, that means he's stuffing the run and do my question is That's it, just stuffing all right. the run. That's it. But is they still making a hundred on the ground? I mean com- together, maybe. Yeah. Together, yeah. T- together, yeah. But touchdowns wise, I-, I think that's all ZekeZeke.com. I think that's all ZekeZeke.com right there. It's freaky Zeke. And if Polly mm-hmm. gets something late like that, that's about all that could happen because you know how the garbage time goes. And if you want to right, count so that, you, then let then You don't think Polly gets double digits in fantasy, is what you're saying? You're saying 10? 10 is double digits. Yeah, I think yeah. you get 10. I think you get 10. Oh. I think you get 10. Right. But I'm looking at the matchup. And Chris Carson would have been needed so heavily tonight. He would have been needed so heavily. I would say, I mean, Carson would probably get up to like 15 or maybe 20 points if he would have played. So what, like, so, so like. I think probably would give you up in the 15. So that's why I looked at it in that standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Got you. I got you. I got you, bro. I got you. I didn't disagree with you. I just wanted my mindset to not be, you know, unclear. Like, really, like, uh. The, the way that most fantasy leagues work, you're looking at like 50 yards, three catches for maybe 30, 40 yards, that could give you 10 points right there. Right. So, I mean, that, that's not that's not a lot to ask for a backup running back who's been, you know, he rushed for 120 completes ago. So, I, I, right. I, I think you could get that at a Pollard. The, the thing is, is when you get down to the green, red, or gold zone, however your team likes to describe it, um, Cool, you know, that's just there's nobody that you're unless your name starts with the Derek and ends with the Henry. I, I'm not guaranteeing any single running back is going to play inside the five yard line, no matter who they are. So it's just such, it's such bullshit now to try to get someone to go 
you think, uh, what was it, uh, earlier this year, Jamar Chase were a prime example. A.J. Dillon took him all the way down the field. They took him out, and fucking Aaron Jones got a touchdown. Now, for Aaron Jones fans, that's cool, but you flip that around, which they do sometimes, and Aaron Jones gets him all the way down the field, then he switches it up for A.J. Dillon. Vice versa. Zeke gets him all the way down the field, and then Tony Pollard comes in, or vice versa. That's the shit that offenses do nowadays, and that's what's making fantasy football more interesting and more fun. And it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot more like who? Who do you think? You know, it's not necessarily back there. You can go. AP is gonna get the ball inside the five, the ten, the fifteen, the twenty. This running back is gonna get the ball. You knew who was gonna get the ball at certain times in the game because of their skill set and their style. And there's no running back like I said except Derrick Henry, who you know is gonna get the ball in those situations. And to, to you know, that's what I'm saying. Like. Tony Pollard or, or Chris Carson or anybody else or pro- trying to definitize them at, to a scoring, uh, this and that. I mean, look, Aaron Jones was, what, four or five touchdowns. Doesn't see the end zone the entire next week. Exactly. So it's like, what's exactly. going to happen? And, and, and there's no debating that that guy's not a good running back. Derrick right. Henry, 100 and some 200 yards. The next week he's held at 80-something, 90-something. So even he's not immune from, from the fucking, you know, way it goes, man. So, my goodness. Running backs, shoot them and shoot them. Diamond does it. <laughs> just, just shoot it up. Just you, you just never know. And that's the truth, man. We also got Dan C. from Cali. What's going on, Dan C.? Not sure if he's able to say anything, but you are definitely Yo. with him. Yeah, I'm here. What's, What's up, boy? Did you just chilling, man. Just listening. Who you put? Who you pick tonight? I ain't get your pick. You probably take Rams. That California love, huh? That's a fact. I was just about to say, come on, Dan. You got to give us a little bit more, brother, than that right there. We love the baritone, but you got to give us some more than that. Why are you so uh, confident in the Rams? Come on, bro. Talk to us. I believe in them. And back I in the day. As soon as, as soon as they traded for Stafford, I, I, I tweeted out they're going to the Super Bowl. I pinned it in my tweets. So, I, and I think the Seahawks are kind of – I think Pete Carroll, I think he's losing the squad, dude. That's all. All right, I can dig it. Yeah, I think now, he's losing Shay, the squad. You know what's crazy? I never heard you speak on the Rams. Now, I've heard you give them – the props and all the respect, you know, this season looking good. But do you have them in your mind as a Super Bowl contender? I don't remember hearing you talk about them like Super Bowl wise. You got yourself on mute, bro? You probably don't know. I mean, there, there's 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 the exact thing that he said back in May when they traded for Stafford. I think that was the the sentiment for everyone, because I can't tell you anyone on this line or anyone I know that didn't say the Rams weren't a great team. The only thing holding them back was a quarterback. And conversely, I don't think anyone ever looked at that Lions team and went, "Oh, the problem is the quarterback." So this this is a match made in, in football heaven. 
a man who was on a team selected number one after they went 0-16, and that organization continued to do 0-16 things while out there going on game-winning dives on a bomb shoulder because he broke it to play before, then going out and trying to make the best out of the worst situation when all you got is Calvin Johnson, you know, it, it, then, you know, you look at the Rams. The high, most high-powered offense, the coach never forgets a thing. The, the you know, they, they're a well-oiled machine. They scored three points in the goddamn Super Bowl. What the fuck is that? Because Jared Goff's a piece of shit. So, you, you trade it up. You get away of everything. You now don't have a first-round pick till I believe I'm 65. Um, but, hey, they have a team. They have a legit Super Bowl contending team. And there was one team that everyone goes, oh, the Bucks got a problem. It's the Rams. The Bucks got a problem. It's the Rams. The Bucks go to L.A. The Rams show them they got a problem. So, to me, yeah, that, that team took the hugest step forward in the one position that means the most in all of sports. And and there's nothing to scoff at that, and and it's it's just really really mind-boggling to me. One, the performance they put up against Arizona last week, and why I think they're gonna outperform and try to outshow tonight. And two, just that team. You know, when I talk about you can't say that you can't run a team out on paper and win. That team on paper scares people. That team on paper puts the fear of God in, in other teams' eyes and hearts on a weekly basis. So, that it, yeah, you can't win, but there is some psychological effort when you know that I can't run the ball because Aaron Donald's there. I can't I can't pass the ball because Floyd is there and all the boys are going to come get me. Or or, Raylan, or, or Ramsey's going to pick it off. Like, it, it's ridiculous. We'll stop Cup. All right, we'll go for 105. All right, we'll stop the receiver. All right, well, they'll pass for 110 of the tight ends and the running backs for three or four touchdowns. Like, that's what they're going to continue to do the rest of the year. They get it right. They they, they strangle these division foes over the next few weeks. It's scary. It's a scary-ass team. Like, I sit here and I boast and brag about my team. You hear every year in your NFC Championship. <laughs> Bruh, if we gotta play this team, we you know there's only one only one team safe now. So we gotta we gotta we as my team or the Buccaneers or anybody else gotta face that team in the playoffs. Ain't nobody gonna be confident facing that team. Ain't nobody gonna be sitting there going, yeah, if we do this and do that, we all gonna be playing that the best players on our team play the best the whole game. That's how you're going to have to beat the Rams. That's how the Cardinals beat the Rams. Every single best player on their team went off. You can't do that. You ain't going to beat them. That's what this team is. It's a scary team. Talking week four, week five. Yeah, we'll see what week 12, week 13 is. But I don't see it changing. Anybody else got some knowledge they want to kick on that? Or it's just going to be me and Nacho uh, today so, killing it. So, that was awesome. No, that was awesome. I agree with everything you said. Yeah, can y'all hear me? We can now. Y'all hear me? 
So thanks to Shakes for putting the uh, show on for me. And uh, peace to y'all. Just checking in. And I wanted to give the credit for the listening view and also the calling credit. Because um, all that shit counts, you know what I mean? So, But I really appreciate, you know, the brothers holding it down for me today. And uh, the Seahawks, man, because I think if the Cardinals had not beaten them or the, the Rams, then, you know, I would be more leaning towards a, a different direction. But just coming off a week of that, and I know it's uncommon for a team like the Rams to lose twice in a row, or, or you know, back-to-back. So the odds are against the Seahawks in that regard. But I think they gave them the blueprint. And quarterback against quarterback, I'm picking Russell. And the 12th man also does play a role is because the team is very resilient. And I think that's why it's so important to this particular team is because they're always in it because of that crowd. They keep them in it. You know, they don't never stop, you know. Um, So they're very resilient. Russell Wilson is very resilient. You know, it's not often that you're just going to beat him down and he's not going to at least make an attempt or have you a little worried that he might be making a comeback. So that was another reason why I picked him. Um, And I think Metcalf, to answer, I was listening for a while, I think Metcalf has a good night. And lastly, these Thursday night games, man, they've been wild this year, so... I don't think it's written in stone. You know what I mean? Thursday night games are always a fickle bitch. So, you roll the dice, but I did pick the Seahawks, and um, that's all I got, man. And I had I'm going against everything I say, too, because I'm on this airways hundreds of hundreds of times talking about Thursday night football. I'll say hundreds. We haven't been hundreds of Thursday night football games, but a multitude of times saying, I don't pick the away team on Thursday night football because that's just not what you do. It's not the smart thing to do, the analytics, the percentages. Home team wins a great number of times. I guess that's just the confidence I have in the Rams. And I don't disagree with you on the tough man. I said that would be the only reason why somebody, not the only reason, but a big definitive factor, the Seahawks is the 12th man and what they can do for a team mental capacity, deep mental, you know, stability. But I just, man, like I said, this Rams team, it, it is what it is. Until they're getting smacked around again, and like you said, it's not common for these teams to go back-to-back losses. That's on a regular week, you know. You, you're 100% correct. It's three days after you got your butt kicked by another divisional foe. So, in the way I said, Buffalo needs to go to Kansas City and prove that they are who we think they are. This is a game the Rams need to do that. Because there's, 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 to me, you don't go, you don't let Arizona come in your house and whoop your ass like that, and then go on the road to Seattle and get your ass whooped again, and anyone still talking to you like you Super Bowl champs, and you, you just, it just can't happen. They'll get, they'll get, you know, rained in all the morning shows and all that stuff. So. Mentally, they gotta be ready and prepared. Um, but yeah, uh, again, I'm, I'm 
me, me and he disagree on it, but if I'm Seattle, I'm taking that ball first. I'm going down, I'm scoring a touchdown, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting that crowd involved because that's one of the hugest ways I'm going to pull this game off if I'm Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, give Russell the ball first. Let's see how it's go down there. Excuse me, hold on. <clears throat> give him the um, the ball first. Let that offense get rolling. Let the Rams offense do for a little bit. Um, but skill set versus, you know, skill set. Looking at Kyler, looking at Russell, looking at their weapons, looking at Seahawks' weapons. Granted, they're not as an abundance as a Kurt Edmonds, Green, Hopkins, Rondell Moore. Not even close. But you look at Tyler Lockett, you look at Metcalf, you know, you look at some seasoned guys that they have. Uh, Russell Wilson in itself. If Pete Carroll was worth his salt, which I think he is. I think they did get exposed last week a little bit on how you can capitalize on their matchups. So if they do that, you know, I I like their defense. I like their secondary. But Metcalf is a whole big-ass baby out here. You know what I mean? And uh, just, just, um, you know, he's very – he's just slick. Do the slick, man. Get open no matter who. You're not going to stop him. You know, he got great hands. So, I just, I, I, I think it's going to be a good game. But I, I got Seattle winning in a close one, but like three points. No six. Yeah, look, look, the, the, this game to me, uh, again, if Russell Wilson goes out and does Russell Wilson's thing, I ain't going to bat my eye. I ain't going to be shocked about it. I ain't going to sit here tomorrow and, you know, mouth open or tonight mouth open like, oh, my God. No, that's Russell Wilson. We've seen a man throw five interceptions in the playoff game and then throw a Hail Mary to win it. Shit, he just do shit that don't make sense to win games. That's just the way shit goes with him. So I ain't going to be shocked at that. What would shock me is, is if the Seattle Seahawks dominantly win this game. They run the ball well. They pass the ball well. The defense shows up. The Rams can't create any offense. That will shock me. So I, I won't be really too much out there if Russell Wilson goes out and has a Russell Wilson-type game scrambling for 50, 60 yards and a touchdown, but all for 250, and three touchdowns, maybe a pick or two because he, he, he's got to get wild and loose with it. But that's, that's, that, I, don't, I don't, you know, discount that or, or say that, you know, the inability for him to do that because, that's what Russell Wilson does on a weekly basis sometimes, and that's just who he is. And it's like you said, they've got weapons. It's not as if they're devoid of talent on their offense. You know, granted, Carson's gone, which means they're going to have to rely on those receivers more. So there's gonna, it's going to be those things. It's going to be, you know, Russell Wilson doing his thing, and if those guys catch the football, because I'm pretty sure it'll be in the right spot, because Russell Wilson can do that. It's, uh, it's um, to me... That's that's the you know the skinnier, and as, again I won't be shocked if Russell does his things. But if if Seattle goes out there and dominates the way Arizona did, this Rams team gets a, a double take, you know, bad eyes like okay, 
what's wrong? Is this is this early season stuff? Is this Patriots getting their mind right? And then when football season really starts after Thanksgiving, they're, you know, undefeated and look like a well-oiled machine? Or is this a team that can't really, you know, get it right? And it may take a year for them to be the Super Bowl contenders we really thought they would be. Um, that's what would two ass whoopings in a row, even though it's four days apart, would do for my thought process on the Rams. But I don't see that happening, so I don't really need to think about it. But, hey, this is the NFL. She has to beat the goddamn tight. So, anything can happen. Last thing before I get out of here. Um, and I just wanted to come on and just say peace, say that little spill based off of what I was talking about. But for sakes, that last Wu episode was fantastic, man. I mean, the the way RZA and the way they produced and directed these episodes is Emmy-nominated to me. It's freaking phenomenal. This last one with the killer tape from the um, album and seeing how how much Raekwon loved that killer tape. And then that's how Herman Ghost bonded over listening to the music inside his, you know what I mean, his family's crib and looking at the bullet holes to the little video game and then busting in the record studio. It was like, play out shit, son. Yo, and then it being on the radio and how they were all split up doing their own thing. It was phenomenal, man. It was phenomenal. It's a phenomenal show. And um I should have dope. But love y'all brothers. See y'all on the other side. So better, bro. Oh yeah. Shit, man. I'm sitting here just being a fan today, man. Y'all kicking that shit, naturally. Y'all kicking it, man. It's time for the game, come on. Twenty five minutes? I'm ready to watch this. I'm ready to see something else. So, where you at, Shay? I'm here. (laughs) 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 What the hell? (laughs) Yo. That was the closest you ever got to my voice on this show, bro. I'm here. I'm here. What's good, man? What's going on? I was checking my last room, man. Ass. I had to see, man. Make sure my lineups was good. So I'm, I'm, I'm making it in bed. I'm making it in bed real quick, and I just got to... Uh, it's a parlay, same game parlay, Trayvon Diggs, two interceptions. Should I mark it in there or no? Yeah, man, it's a, play, it's a, it's, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of money, man. It's a lot of money. The man, I mean, he's a magnet for interception. It's like, I think it's like that new thing when they, the, the QB's got... Well, they got to get it. Five and three weeks. I don't know. 
Oh, no, man. He's he playing a turnover machine this week, though. You know what I mean? No, he ain't going to get Man, come on now, man. <laughs> Why not, though? I mean, shit. All right, well, you go ahead, bro. I I don't know, man. I'm just, <laughs> I don't think it will, but... I'm saying, bro. I like I mean, like, you, you know, it's true, and, like, that is, so, hey, you I'm trying to convince myself, it's, it's, it's for a lot of money, that's what I'm saying, like, I, it's, it's not like it's a, you know what I mean, it's like plus 20, I hear you, like, it's real money. what's the standard to that, bro, that's why, man, that's why, I mean, I that's what I'm saying, like, do you, my question more or less would be, do you think that y'all, no, no, <laughs> no, so, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Because that's the thing. is like I feel like when you're young and you're a cornerback, no matter who, what offense it is, even if you're looking this good, they just want to still throw it at you because it's like they expect you to be a rookie. You get what I'm saying? It's, I'm not just talking about this in particular. This it, it, it is a great segue to it, but just rookie cornerbacks in general, young cornerbacks, until they continually prove it, they don't, like, the teams don't stop throwing that. It's not unprecedented. I know what you're saying. They don't that's, get the Revis effect. Yeah, you know I mean, they don't get the Revis effect where, you know what I mean, they ain't testing that they side. I get, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> but this man sitting there getting two interceptions on a guy that just threw one interception in four games. I mean, the odds of that is just not going in the favor, bro. I'm just saying. True, true. I mean, I would believe if he didn't have five in those same four games. It's like, I don't think it's going to happen either. But it's a lot of money. And he's a pick magnet. And it's just, it's just the way to life. Why would you even entertain it, man? <laughs> I know. That's how good he is, is that you're even entertaining that, that I'm even entertaining it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I did make a comment earlier about the Chiefs. And looking real Philly-ish. Am I, a, 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 anybody else feeling like, you know, Kansas City ain't really themselves lately? Oh, like they, man. You know, just, like, they face some tough teams, bro. Oh, so they're not the best team in the league anymore is what you're telling me. Uh, I'm not saying all that. I'm just saying it's better. It's no, no, big. yeah, 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 yeah. When you can't use just that, when you use end up every damn team like you just an anomaly. Like no, yo, you gotta go out there and play these games every fucking week, bro. You can't just be like, oh, chalk it up because we the best. No, you I gotta play these tough ass games, bro. And you gonna have to go through these tough ass fucking games. And you gonna have to win these tough ass games. You gonna have to prove it every fucking week that you are the best. So, nah, man. No. Nah. I ain't worried about it. Yeah, I ain't 
worried at all about no damn team. I just think that they faced a tough-ass team, damn team, the motherfucker played up for their ass, played up to the competition, and they still got a good record in it. So, other than all shit, Good teams win games, don't they? I say, always say. And bad teams find ways to lose. All I'm saying is, Kansas City in the playoffs against Buffalo, I'm taking Buffalo. Kansas City in the playoffs against your Purple Boys, I'm taking the Purple Boys. Oh. I don't think so, though, bro. Now, here's the thing. If it's like like he said earlier, if it's in Buffalo, I might take Buffalo. But in Kansas City, oh, no, I ain't going against that. Not going against that, bro. If they win this weekend, if Buffalo wins this weekend, convincing that you're changing your mind, are you still thinking the same thing? I don't know. I may have to reconsider, yo. Talk to me then. Exactly. Oh. Sorry, motherfuckers can't drive out here. I hate this motherfucker's way. Um, yeah, man. I, I, look it. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. But even before this weekend's game, and I picked Buffalo. I think they picked Ben. Look, the Chiefs had it, man. It was three years. Yeah. They could have yeah. been three-time yeah. champions, and they didn't. They were one-time champions. It's over. It's over for them. They ain't gonna be running shit no more. They ain't even the best team in their division no more. Chargers up. Yeah, pick my. I hope I'm not wrong. It's going to be a game, though, man. I ain't going to be mad at watching it. I just hope I ain't mad at the result. Just <laughs> made it even more interesting for me to watch. Because, man, I'm telling you, man, it's, look, I, we've been through this. Like, we, we all seen the great teams, especially Andy Reid, great teams. This is what they look like. Now, they got someone I think is better at quarterback than McNabb ever could be. So, that, you know, what what is Schlereth calls them, you know, uh, Band-Aid, you know, they're, they're hole hiders. They, 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 they patchwork quarterbacks, the guys that just hide hide shit that's not good to look at. You know, there's only about three or four of them in the league, and they got one. So when they go out and they mismanage the clock horribly, you know, he can bail them out. Now, we saw what happened when it was at the Charger game. He tried to do, you know, his thing, and it didn't work. Interception, they lose the game. That, to me, is more indicative now of this team than I believe the past. Patrick Mahomes scrambling, trying to make something happen. Remember, we talked about this as fans with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers for the better part of the 2010. He doesn't play inside the system. He's got to be outside. All those great plays, yeah, but none of them are inside the system of an offense. He's got to run out of bounds, run this way. That's not that. Their offense isn't Pat Mahomes, you know, run out to the right or left and chuck it to Tyreek Hill. Those are things that happen after plays break down because nobody's open. Those are not like that. I love we all assume that the play is 
Tyreek Hill running as fast as you can for five seconds, Patrick Mahomes running around for five seconds, and we complete the football. That's never the fucking play, people. Like, they're that great to, to make it happen more often than not. But in the playoffs, that shit ain't going to happen. We saw it last year. Granted, it was the Super Bowl, but it didn't happen. This year, it'll be in the playoffs. And next year, it'll be in the playoffs. And this team ain't what they used to be. And what they used to be was overhyped anyway. One Super Bowl, they were supposed to win everything, remember? So, it's the only thing I mean, Super Bowls, bro. <laughs> all right, all right, bro. You got I it. I mean, bro. Russell went to back-to-back. What, what's that got to do with it? And he lost one, two, and one, one. So why are we still talking about Russell like that? You mean people still talking about us, bro? What are you saying? No, nah, but I'm saying, why aren't we talking about the Seahawks? He said this ain't even the defense of what, what he wanted with, and we still talking and saying, oh, Russ for MVP. What are you talking about? He put, didn't his offense put up 40-something points in the Super Bowl? What you talking about? What I'm saying is this, bro. He don't even have the defense that won him the Super Bowl anymore, but he still considered as an MVP, and Seattle still considered as a damn top contender. So what are you saying? They're not considered as a top contender. They just, they just, they're not considered as a top contender. That's what I'm you saying. You don't say that, they, people don't say that they're going to the playoffs. Seattle is not a Super Bowl To me, anybody that's going to the playoffs is contenders because you got a shot to win the bowl. So you mean to tell me that people not saying that Seattle is going to the playoffs? Nah, uh, so that, that's a no. difference of opinion. It's going to be a difference because just because you make the playoffs, that don't mean shit. Washington made the playoffs. You, y'all made the playoffs in 16. You're contending that don't mean, no, for this contenders. Super Bowl. No. No. That's what it no. means. No, you are contending no. for a championship. Your playoff contenders, the Super Bowl participants, are contending for a no, Super Bowl. No, your playoff contenders when you're in the regular out. season and you're sitting there in the playoff picture. That's <laughs> playoff contenders. We're season. talking about championship contenders is when you're in the playoffs vying okay. for a championship. Okay, okay. So we're going to get into semantic and names. I ain't going to argue with that. Let, let's just, we're going to end on that because you're just talking about how we name things now. That ain't like, like, that's fine. What we can it is? It's not how you name it? You're good. No, it's, it's how you want to name it. A championship contender, a Super Bowl contender, a regular season, playoff. I get it. You just want to have all these different names. But you can for you. So it doesn't look as bad when your team is trash. I get it. The five championship contenders for you. What does it mean to you? The five. A championship contending team? One that plays in the championship? I don't. I don't see how that's like one that plays in a championship is contending for a championship. I don't get. I don't know. I mean, am I wrong? Yeah. So if you're not, if you're not in the championship, if you're, you're in the championship game, then that's what it is. You're in the championship game. But before all that. You're trying to go for the championship game. So if you're trying to go for the championship game, that is contending. All right. 
I, I understand you want to keep the Giants as contenders all year long, so we going to – that's that's what we doing. Yeah, bro, yeah. But it's fine. We can move that's on. That's what we it can is. Move on. It, it, no, it, it is because when your team is mediocre, you have to do that so you can believe right. that. Right, now, now you're going to throw that in there when it don't have nothing to do with the Giants and none of that. It has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with the Giants or Packers or none of that. It has everything to do with you being wrong. That's it. No, I'm not. Hey, we can move on. We can move on. I already declared it in my head. Said we can move on. I said we can move on five minutes ago when you wanted to get into some yeah, of already declared it. About what it already, was. Already declared. You're wrong. Yeah. We can move yeah. on. Yes, you you are. Exactly. I don't I don't understand. So I just want I just want to be clear. If you're yeah, not I'm all thirty two teams are championship contenders according to Shake. No. Playoff yep. teams are championship contenders. Okay. Now we change Not the every team is a playoff team. Now, now we change the It's a contender. Every team is playoff contenders. But they contend for the playoffs. <laughs> See what I mean? Uh, yep. All right. Now we got to the meat bones of it. Just so you can say your one and three team is a playoff contending team. I got it. We're not out of it. We contending for the playoffs. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm just saying, and that's not even the reason why. That's just you what it is. You'll be out of it at 0 oh and 3. you out of it at 1 and 3. You'll be out of it at 1 and 10. If you're eliminated, you're, you're not contending no more, right? So you're you, not contending. Oh, you're eliminated. I don't care what any stat says, you're eliminated. It's simple. It makes common sense, buddy. But obviously you don't have many of it. No, not when it comes to all 32 teams are playoff contenders. No. (laughs) No. Should they eliminate it? I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. You can. You can. I get it. I get it. No. Yeah, I obviously you get it because it makes sense. What you don't fucking make sense. It doesn't. That's it doesn't why make sense. it's common sense. It That's why they call it that. 32 teams are not playoff contending teams. Jacksonville Jaguars are not playoff oh. contending teams. All right. Houston as of Texans right now, as of right now, they are. Right now, they are because they're not eliminated. If they sit there and pull out six wins, stop. If they pull out six wins right now, six win winning streak, so now they're not playoff contenders no more? You know what I'm saying? No, because it ain't going to happen. So, so now they, what is they? Like, you're a yeah, playoff contender if you are you eliminated. Just like you are a championship contender until you are eliminated out of the playoffs. That's just it. <laughs> contender. Look up the damn world contender. The fuck? Okay. I understand, bro. Mediocrity, you got to have your own. Yeah, like, now throw the mediocrity in it. No, it's just what it yes, is. Yes, 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 It's not what it so is. So you just, when somebody's wrong, they just want to quote dogs that other shit when it don't make no or pertain to the no, what the fuck no, you're talking about. Fuck no, the Giants and the Packers right it. now. I'm talking and to you, telling you what's common sense, and I hope no, that you can no. digest it and grab it. Because if you don't, then nah. that means you don't have common sense. Nah, see, that's 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 where 
the demeaning of someone's intelligence is something I won't do to you. Oh, I'm not speaking of your intelligence. That's not speaking no, no, of it, 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 if you don't have common sense. No, the smartest people in the world don't have common sense. Okay? Yeah, I mean, it's common sense. It's the, the sense of common. Understand? Yeah, that's, if someone, yeah, I guess, whatever, yeah, whatever. And so my intelligence, the more I get it. The, the point <laughs> is, the, the point I'm trying to make is, situations are situational. My thought process is, I know what a playoff contending team looks like. So I know that not all 32 teams are playoff contending teams. You have hope. You no, think no, no, teams, no. Yes. Just let me finish. No, so here's the thing. All right, now, listen. Okay. All right, hold on. My fault for cutting you off real, real quick, though. For what you're saying, right? Now, if you have an opinion of that team is a bad team and they're not going nowhere, then I can see you saying they're not contenders. But in common sense, everybody has a shot right now to go to the playoffs. So in common sense, they are playoff contenders. But if you look at them and say they have no fucking chance or no shot, then I can understand you saying they are not contenders. But that is your opinion of the team, not common sense-wise. Okay? We can move on now, bro. Thank you for the king of semantics that you are and how you have to have the proper wording to make your point correct. I got it. Man, I just go by the defiance, bro. No, you just go by semantics, and it, you, you like Definition. the words to go the way they have to go. And if they words don't, mean then that person what it means, bro. You don't make up the word and think <laughs> it's a definition of it, bro. It's not, it's, it is it's, what it's, it is, it's bro. It's not, though. It's not, okay. though, is what I'm saying. So you just like, make up any so definition the for the word. I, is, hey, I, got I see what type of so, person you so are. They, so, we can move on. So when you're, watching TV, when you're watching TV and they put up playoff contending teams at the beginning of the year, why don't they just throw up all 32? That's not their opinion of them. <laughs> exactly. Semantics. Gotcha. When they ask who is playoff contender, they're giving their opinion on who's going to be there. But everybody is playoff contending. It's not about hope. It's about the definition. And that's why it's scaring me that you don't understand it. Oh, I get it. I understand it. Okay, so we can move on. It's not about hope. See, no, that's why I'm saying to you, I'm scared that you don't understand. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I understand. Okay, then, then, then we can move on because if you get what I'm saying, then that means it's common sense. You just go against the common sense, and that's fine. But that's what no, it you is. Just, you just like to pull Oh, my God. Okay, fine. You know what? I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I, I, I rest my case. No, why? I'm I just rest my case. I rest my case. I have no more to say about I, it. I'm trying to explain, but you keep interrupting oh, you, me every time oh, I explain. Oh, no, no, it's no more. It's no more. I don't, need, I don't need to hear no more no about it, bro. Because every time I try to explain, you're going to interrupt. I don't need it, bro. Because I just sat I, there I and explained everything and how 
is defined to you, and if you can't understand it, then that's on you, buddy. I can't say no more yeah. about it. So, real quick, though, when we were talking about playoff contending teams earlier before this whole subject came up, we were talking about all 32 teams, or we were talking about opinion? We were talking about opinion. My opinion just happened to go against your opinion, and you to bring up the fact of being right because of contending is the word you want to look at now. No. Right? No. Yes. When you yes. ask who we you say. Wait, listen, listen now. So this is my last, my last time, bro trying to get through to you when you ask somebody what's your opinion and say yo who you think is contenders in the nfl this year you're going to sit there and say your opinion on who you think are contenders but naturally everybody is contending because if you can go to jacksonville's fan base and ask the same thing they might tell you jacksonville won't be there everybody has a different standpoint bro everybody has different opinions on who they think is going to be there or not so again everybody is playoff contenders it's only going on your opinion on who you think is going to be contenders okay all right move on so we were talking opinion and you changed the subject to fact got it we're good So did you like that Venom 2 movie? No, it was the worst one of all. It was trash. I mean, y'all know me. I really... It, it don't take much to please me. As a, you know what I mean? In an entertainment standpoint, it don't take much to please me. Like, I'll be entertained with some of the crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? So it don't it don't take much to be very entertained. And, I, and listen, I was pretty much entertained for the stand, most standpoint of this movie. It was just if I if if I gotta get my opinion of it, I I would say they could have done so much more. And yeah, I think. Oh. No, no, you good. Um, it's just that they. To me, they could have did so much more with the graphics, and um, it was a lot of a lot more storytelling. And I thought we got all that out with the first one. You know what I mean? This was supposed to be action, action, action. You know what I'm saying? But we got more storytelling. So, and that was my opinion of it. You know what I mean, I don't think it was a bad movie, but I think it could have been better. Look, I think, I look, I, I, I'm i with you, man. Shit, I like Fast and Furious, but, right. like, it, 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 it rivaled that to me. It's Fast and Furious, man. Like, I could have done without it. Like, it didn't do nothing for me. I paid for the end credit scene, to be honest. Like, that's what I felt like. I felt like I paid for the end credit scene. That's it. Like, there wasn't much into it. Um, the movie's over. I mean, no spoilers, but the movie's over. So, it's like... I know, it just really pissed me off. I'm not going to spoil it on, you know, who, what happens, who does what, but it's just, I didn't appreciate 
the lack of, like, there's just lack of things. That, or I, and, you know, it just was, uh, now, granted, the acting, I mean, fuck, Tom Hardy's a great actor. A good actor. Like, the acting wasn't bad. Like, I'm not sitting here saying the acting was bad and this and that. Like, no, nah, it just, there wasn't a real story to tell that I thought that pulled me in. You know, Harrelson's a fucking amazing actor. He do what he do. I just, man, it just, it was less than what it was only, it was less than an hour and a half. It was like, we, it was like, we're going to get this done now. Like, we got to just get it done and get it over with so we can get to the end credit scene and start doing other stuff. Like, that's what it felt like to me. So, that's why I wasn't a real fan of it. Um, I was prepared to sit for three hours and watch an amazing film. Um, but it just didn't happen. Uh, I believe the director is Andy Serkis. Uh, if you guys don't know who Andy Serkis is, that is the man who played Gollum uh, in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So, uh I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a great directing pick. I don't know, man. I'm just not. I'm just not. I, you know, I'm, just, I'm glad they got so many more movies lined up to come because they had to wait like, you know, COVID year. They, man, whew, this might be bad. Cause I, just, I don't know. It just didn't pull me in, man. Uh, the, I enjoyed the Tom Hardy and the Venom banter. I just, I just didn't enjoy the movie, man. I, I don't know. I, again, that could have been me hyping it way, way too high, I guess. Yeah, expectations. That's what it will always do that to you. You had too much high expectations. But what I would say is, like, when you have high expectations for the Avengers, they'll never, you know what I mean, seem to disappoint, though. You know what I mean? They always hit the mark. So, I don't know. Um... Like I said, it wasn't a bad movie, but I do feel like they could have done more with it. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and when I say trash, I don't mean everything was bad about the movie. I just mean the expectation of the movie, even if it was super high, it didn't even meet like 15% of that expectation for me. That's why I think maybe I, I just threaded it more off more than the others. But I'm just not, I'm just not, I'm not overtaken. But I think Woody Harrelson could have fucking, that could have been an amazing role for him. And he did a great job. I just, I just didn't, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. Now, I'm not sitting here going, it's got to be Endgame. It's got to be Infinity War. It's got to be, you know, The Dark Knight Rises or any one of those amazing superhero films that are, you know, the end of, you know, you know, Dark Knight was, what, five, ten years. That one, you know, Marvel, 20 years. I get that. We're not, I'm not trying to see that. But, man, come on. I just, I don't know. I laughed a lot. I enjoyed it. Like you said, man, I'm I'm easily entertained, too. I, I like, I like Fast and the Furious. I like, you know, dumb shit like that. That stuff entertains me. But I just think I expected so much from this that it let me down. And maybe that might have been my downfall, but, man, I just, 
could have, you could have done some, I, I can't wait until this movie's been out a couple more weeks, because then we can really all get to talking about it, and I don't give a shit about spoilers at that point. But, man. Like, hey, Venom talking to Tom Hardy, just that banter, that was good. I'll give him that. It made me laugh. There was some sentimental shit. There was, you know, some, you know, like boys talking shit to each other. It was it's pretty like, cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, but, you know, um, being stuck with somebody. Like, it's like your little brother or being stuck with, like, a roommate or something like that. That you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Y'all got too much goddamn time together. You know what I'm saying? It's like that type of banner. Like, God damn, I hate... I hate how you do that shit, and I hate how you do this, and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, the banter was great, you know what I mean? But, um, like I said, they could have done way more with it, though. But, yeah, you know what I mean? Don't let us motherfucking uh, discourage y'all from um, going out and seeing it, of course. Um, go ahead and check it out if you want to go and check it out. Like I said, it's not a bad movie, but kind of... Uh, Lower your expectations a little bit, you know what I mean? Especially on a nacho standpoint. <laughs> so, um. And, and look, though, it's not like. The good thing, it's like an hour and 20 minutes, man. So it's not like you're going to be wasting two and a half, three hours. I think that's why I'm not going to sit here and say it's a trash movie. It's like the worst. Because we know what trash three hour movies look like. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not that. And, you know, they made it short, they made it sweet, they got their point across, like I said, it's entertaining, but if you're a Marvel fan, if you're a Spider-Man fan, if you're a Venom fan, you watch this movie and you go, hey, this didn't live up to par. The Spider-Man movies, with the Venom first movie, with the way Marvel has gone throughout their movies and progressed, I know this is a Sony production, it's not a Marvel production, but, you know... And you got to think some of those same people got to be talking to each other a little bit. So it's like you could do a little bit together or you you do have the ability to watch their product. You could at least take some of their ideas and stuff and try to integrate those into yours. But I don't know, man. Like I said, if you want to take your kids to a movie that's not very long, they'll be entertained. You'll be entertained. You'll, you'll come out the movie going, okay, it wasn't that bad. Boom, go see it. Share a fan, 100% like us, you know, that wants to get to the, you know, meat and potatoes and shit, I think that movie for you. So that's just the way I put it. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, definitely going to go ahead and pack it up for the day. Um, great episode, Driving Thursday. I'm about to go watch the rest, you know what I mean, watch this game. Uh, Rams at Seattle. So, for all you Rams fans, good luck. For all you Seahawks fans, good luck. And uh, let's start week five of the NFL, man. It's awesome. Great week ahead. Um, we'll be, should be back tomorrow, East Out Friday. Y'all join us for that, and, um, and uh, join us for a pregame on Sunday. Not sure who's going to do it. I probably have to do it. I don't know. Maybe LRP probably going to be up to it. We'll see. But we definitely will have a pregame before we go. So, 
Yeah, y'all join us for two more episodes of this week, I guess. So, um, Nacho, you want to say anything before we go? Black Free, you told me from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, enjoy the game. Peace to the gods and earth, man. We'll be back tomorrow. Peace out. East South Friday. Good. Out. Black Freeze in Georgia. Nacho E. Yeah, uh, man, thank you all again. Uh, I will be available Sunday morning, so if anybody doesn't want to do it, I'll run it. Um, I don't know how y'all feel about this, but Wilder Fury is on three. Um, I may be up to it. I may want to do a post-fight show. You guys would indulge me. Um, I will do it on Saturday night. If anybody's willing to listen to that, it'll be late for the East Posters. But, um, man, the ending of a trilogy of what I think Tyson Fury's going to look that behind so if y'all want to want to hear me rant and rave, maybe I might do that for y'all. Again, Sunday I'm willing for you guys. If you guys want me to uh, handle that for the pregame, I'll, I'll start it up and run the boards for y'all if y'all like. Um, he told me to call him. I'm going to be pretty busy. I'm going to be pretty busy a little later. So here's the deal, yo, guys, so y'all can hear me any day now. Flying uh, is out of the question. I will be driving this country to meet my boys, my fellow, my men uh, across in... Where are we going to meet? Delaware, right? Yep. I will meet y'all Friday in Delaware. I will pull up, styling and profiling in my rental car, because the way it's got to be. Um, and I will see y'all there on Friday. I can't wait to see y'all face to face. It's going to be awesome. Um, get ready, um, because some of the videos I have posted since I will drive, I'm going to be bringing some of that stuff. Uh, so y'all be prepared for that. I can't wait to see y'all, man. It's going to be awesome. Awesome sauce. Hey, I can't stand. I'm excited. Uh, week five, here we go. And uh, the shakedown. I love every single one of y'all. Shake, eat, black, LRP. I said it a couple weeks ago. I'm saying it again. Normalize saying I love you when you get off the phone or when you're talking to people that you love. You never know what tomorrow brings. I love each and every one of you. Have a great day. Have a great rest of the weekend. Nacho in the box with cheese. We're going to have the whole team on deck, man. It's going to be awesome, man. I can't wait neither. It's great, man. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, man. Either chose one from the Bronx, man. You got something before we go? Probably in the background. Shout-outs to him. Shout-outs to LRP. I seen you. Came on for a little bit. Shout-outs to you trying, trying to give out the word. I don't know if he came on or not. I was gone, but um, I did see he was there, so shout-outs to him. Um, get well soon, my friend. And um, and J-Rock, man. Shout-outs to J-Rock out there. Whole crew. Um, Media man Trey as well, man. I don't forget about you, man. So um, the whole crew, man, love y'all too. And, uh, yeah, like we always say around this time, we don't expect y'all agree with us, but we damn sure expect y'all understand. Understand? So don't get shook up because we keep shit live. It's the Shakedown Rip of New York Giants on that drive for five, and we out of there. 
Take us away, Black Freezy. Yeah. We just been shook by the Shakedown crew. We the fuck up out of here. One. Good night. Enjoy the game, y'all. Word to the motherland, son. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.